Super Talk Mississippi media production. Moondog Makers and Bakers Catering Services. Taking ordinary to extraordinary. Personal and home private nights to massive events. From wood-fired pizzas to full gras. Get your three-pack spice blend of moon dust, moon crust, and moon rocks. Hashtag what is Moondog? Familiar food done differently. Howdy, howdy, it's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. Get ready, get ready to go beyond the headlines and join a meaningful conversation with people from around the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone. Middays with Gerard and Rhino. Back on. Thanks for that, Rhino. Joining us now, Lars Larson, nationally syndicated talk radio show host. Thanks for joining us, Lars. I'm glad to do it, Gerard. I didn't realize I was supposed to wear a jacket. I wore my favorite (laughs) new shirt. It's uh, Truth, the New Hate Speech. (laughs) I love it. That would fit fit perfectly. But I heard you talking about uh, Ron Wyden and this new billionaire's tax. Yeah. Uh, This is crazy. Uh, First of all, can I tell you something about Ron Wyden? Sure. Now, the great state of Mississippi has two United States senators, and they both are from Mississippi and live in Mississippi, right? Correct. Okay. Ron Wyden does not live in the state he claims to represent. I don't know whether you know that detail or not. He lives more than 2,500 miles away in New York City. So you got to be kidding me. Is there no requirement? I'm not kidding you. To have residency? Oh, there's a requirement. There, there's a requirement, but Democrats, and requ- we don't need no stinking requirements. They don't need a border. They, they, they don't need to have reasonable energy costs. They, they don't need any of that stuff. Ron Wyden is, now, I want to tell you another detail. This is a guy who uh, grew up in Palo Alto, California, went to high school, went to college, went to law school, and has never had a real job in his entire life. He has been in the Congress including the House and then the Senate, uh, for 41 years. So he's almost as bad as the demented Delawarean, uh, Joe Biden, (laughs) because he's never had a real job. But somehow, without a real job, you know, look, we pay members of Congress reasonably well. I think they make about a buck 75 if you're in the Senate. That's right. right. 175,000. Now, that'll pay the bills. But if you've got to maintain two houses, one in D.C. and one on the West Coast, you've got to buy a nice suit. You've got to dress up D.C. You've got to get a decent haircut. 175 goes real fast I mean, because people say, I know that the average folks are going to say, no, no, that's a lot of money. I said, well, hold on, 175000 you're going to take home about ten or $12,000 a month after taxes. And now you're going to maintain two houses. you got to dress like a senator. Cost money. So he becomes a multi-multi-millionaire. He then marries, and this is the thing, he got his money the old-fashioned way. He married it. He married a woman. <laughs> Who, who is also a multi-multi-millionaire, and she got her money the old-fashioned way. She inherited a business from Dad, and it's a bookstore in New York City called the Strand Bookstore. So she got her money the old-fashioned way by inheriting it. Ron Wyden, who knows how he got his money on a salary that pays the bills and is nice but is not going to make you rich. 
So he lives in New York City with his wife. He is not estranged from her. He is he, he has three small children, school age children, and they live in New York City. But he represents Oregon. Now, can you figure that out? No, uh, you just uh, uh, caused my level of contempt for the senator from Oregon to increase somewhat after that analysis uh, there, Lars. I did not know those details. I I know that uh, he is obsessed with, uh, I'm not even going to call it taxation, he's obsessed with confiscation, is, is really yes. what it is. Yes, that is exactly <laughs> what it is. That, and you know what's, what's crazy? He's the chairman of the Senate Finance Committee, and I think he thinks he can slide this one by Americans, because he'll say, they, number one, uh, an old friend of mine who's passed away, but who's a great champion of anti-tax movements, you know, protecting taxpayers, Don McIntyre. And he used to say that you can get a lot of people, both conservatives and liberals, to agree with this. Don't tax me. Don't tax thee. Tax that guy over there behind the tree. Now, the... the and what happens is, if you say to, let's say, a teetotaler who does not drink, uh, we're going to tax alcohol. Yeah. They say, yeah, tax that alcohol. And if you say it to a non-smoker, we're going to tax cigarettes. Yeah, tax cigarettes. <laughs> because I think a, a, a good conservative would say, do not increase taxes even if I don't pay those taxes. Correct. But this guy has, he's figured out that if you tell people we're going to tax billionaires, uh, they say, well, I'm not a billionaire. Uh, I'm not even a millionaire, so I don't care. Go ahead and tax them. Can I remind you of something in tax history? 108 years ago, the Congress passed the very first income tax. Now, there was a little income tax back in the 1860s that paid for the Civil War, but it lasted for about 11 years, then it went away. The actual income tax we pay today was packed, passed in uh, 1913. Right. And here's how it worked. They said to Americans who made somewhere between, depending on what you did and where you lived, the average was 200 to $400 a year. And they said, hey, we're going to tax the people who make over $3,000 a year. Now, the average American at that time could not have conceived of being able to make $3,000 a year. Sure. Uh, that, that turned out to be wrong. But, you know, they said, go ahead. And they said, by the way, the tax is only going to be 1%. And only if you make $500,000 a year <laughs> will you pay even the top rate of 6%. Now, I know there's a lot of numbers and radio numbers don't work well. Yeah. But imagine this. You're sitting there and you're working an average job, 1913, and they say, hey, we're going to tax people. And if you make $500,000 a year, you will have to pay a tax of 6%. This is a guy or gal, most of them guys at that time, who has said, I can't even imagine making $500, let alone $500,000. Go ahead, sure. tax the daylights out of those guys, the Vanderbilts and the Carnegies and the rest of that bunch. So they pass the tax. Today, the average American pays 14% of his entire paycheck. Uh, as the average once you're done with all the deductions and all that. And the top end rate is almost 40%. So Wyden comes along and says, we got to get after these unrealized gains. Now, that's where you use IRS language and it's designed to confuse people. I know there are people listening to your show who have bought a house. And if they bought a house a decade ago and it's gone up in value, say it's gone up in 10 years, maybe it's gone up $100,000. You say, to your wife, hey, sweetie, we've got $100,000 in equity. Someday, 
that might actually fund our retirement. Or maybe you got 50,000 in equity. Or maybe you got smart and bought some stocks of one kind or another. And, uh, or your mom and dad left you some stocks and they've gone up in value. That is the up in value part. The increase is called unrealized gains. And the reason the IRS calls it unrealized is because you don't have it. <laughs> it's only on paper. And what the IRS says is the minute you sell it, uh, you have to pay taxes on that because then you have realized the gain. Right. Senator Wyden says we should be able to tax unrealized gains, the money you haven't made yet. No profit. It's taxing non-existing no profit. profits. So That's the way I just described it. <laughs> well, it is because think about this. Back back in 2008, most of America saw the value of their houses drop by 30% or more. So if you lived in a real nice house in Mississippi, it was worth 300 grand. And all of a sudden, after the 08 collapse in September, it went from 300,000 to 200,000, just like that. And you say, now, what if I'd been paying the IRS taxes on my my unrealized gain of $300,000 and then the value of my asset drops? I think the IRS says it sucks to be you. Yeah. We're not giving you any money back. We only tax on the upside. We don't we don't do anything for you on the downside. <laughs> so now the the latest I caught last night, Lars, is that they want to levy this tax on unrealized gains of uh, liquidatable assets and for more static not as liquid assets such as real estate. Wyden wants interest right. to be charged. He wants an interest rate to just be levied. It's like a national property tax, essentially, is what he wants to do year sure after is. year. Except except on prop. And I've had people say, well, Lars, what about property tax? And I say, property taxes pay for the services you get, for the most part, from your county. For the so you property. pay taxes and the... Yeah, yeah. Well, because think about this: How much is your property worth if you don't have a sheriff's department? Yeah. And you say, well, well, it'd still be worth the same. And I said, no, it wouldn't. Yeah. If I lived in a county with no sheriff's department, when somebody shows up and camps on my land, and I say, you got to get off my land, he's going to say, who says? I said, well, I'm going to call the sheriff. Oh, I forgot. We don't have one because we didn't like property taxes. <laughs> oh, and by the way, if I've got a boundary dispute with my neighbor and I say, hey, neighbor, you can't build your barn on my property. And, I, and he said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to go to court. Oh, sorry. We don't have courts. Those are paid for with property taxes. And, and if, you're, if your friends say, what are, what are your kids going to do when they grow up? And he goes, well, when they finish school, oh, I forgot. We pay for school with property taxes. <laughs> there are no schools in my county. My kids are going to grow up only knowing what I can teach them, which may not be much. Lars, we're up against a break. Have you got uh, time to hang around through the break? I've always got time for you, Drug. <laughs> Appreciate it, Lars. We'll be right back. Lars Larson, a nationally syndicated talk radio show host, is our guest. Stay with us. Middays, we'll be right back.
This show was previously recorded. Guys, as Christmas shopping for the woman you love got you jumping through hoops? Well, at Juniker's this season, we have the perfect Christmas gift for her. Hoops. That's right. At Juniker Jewelry Company, we have three entire cases of nothing but gorgeous diamond hoop earrings. From clean and classic front-facing diamond hoops to dazzling inside-out diamond hoops. Featuring gorgeous round brand cut diamonds on the front and on the inside in both white and hot yellow gold. Guys, this is a diamond essential she'll love and wear every day. Best of all, Juniker's diamond hoop earrings started under $500 and go as big as you want to go. This Christmas, don't jump through hoops. Give her hoops. Diamond Hoops from Juniker Jewelry, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. We promise they'll make her your biggest fan. This Christmas, it's got to be Juniker's. Because love can't wait. Juniker Jewelry Company, 1485 Highland Colony Parkway in Madison and junikerjewelry.com, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. Come shop The Rogue, one of the South's oldest men's specialty stores for all your Christmas needs. Starting November 19th, spend $100 and receive a char pecan pie through November 24th. Perfect for Thanksgiving. With every purchase, you are registered for a $100 daily gift certificate giveaway, as well as our $1,000 gift card winner announced Christmas Eve. Enjoy complimentary gift wrapping for every purchase and plenty to choose from with inventory at season highs. Shop local. Shop The Rogue. Nicely done, Beef. When football fans everywhere cheer for their team, they're cheering for you too. Because your savory snacks fuel the gridiron battle. With your tasty sliders, hearty chilies, and drool-worthy steaks, every option is an MVP. Most valuable protein. So gather around the TV and get cooking at BeefIt'sWhat'sForDinner.com. Funded by Beef Farmers and Ranchers. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events, but thanks to Two Men and a Truck Ridgeland, it doesn't have to be. We have everything you need, a professional team who will customize your move, a schedule to fit your convenience Monday through Saturday, and all of the necessary moving supplies, including free padding and stretch wrap to protect your belongings. Don't stress. Let Two Men and a Truck handle your home or business moving needs. Visit twomenandatruck.com for a free, no-obligation estimate. Here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. This show was previously recorded. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Welcome, welcome, welcome to our show on Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, now you have a good one. Thanks so much for tuning in today to Middays. Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk Studios. Lars Larson is our guest. So, Lars, I don't know if you caught this article by one of my favorite writers, Liz Peek. And uh, Liz wrote uh, a great piece that was published a few days ago where she basically says Biden and the Biden administration are tone deaf 
to the issues that yeah. Americans care about. And you know, politicians, we talked about this yesterday, they love to use this, you know, the issues that American families are discussing at the kitchen table. I don't think they're talking about climate change and pronouns. That's what the administration nope. seems to be focused on. They are, and think about this. Americans, I mean, even Bill Clinton, even the horny hick from Arkansas, understood <laughs> the issues. It is the economy, stupid. Now, what happens when you say, we're going to build back better, but it's going to come at a higher price? Your inflation is going to wipe out any wage gains you had. Every time you pull up to the pump, you are going to get slapped with a lot of extra money. Do you know, Gerard, there are parts of this country where gasoline is now approaching $8 a gallon. Unbelievable. $8 a gallon. Then the average, the average driver is seeing an average of 30 to $40 extra every single fill-up. So if you're a working man or woman and you have to fill your tank once a week, that's only an extra 120 to 160 bucks a month. So before you even go to the grocery store, they've already peeled that much out of your post-tax paycheck. How is that going to hit average families? Joe Biden has no appreciation for that. In fact, a week, less than a week ago, his friends at the Chicken Noodle News Network, CNN, they held a town hall, which is basically a giant Joe Biden PSA saying maybe we can rehabilitate this joker's reputation because he is sinking fast. So they put him on and Anderson Cooper, who totally, you know, tries to do him all the fair, throws him all the softballs, yeah. just like Don Lemon. And he asked him, well, Mr. President, what are you going to do about the high price of gas? And he, he starts out by just, he was honest. He said, I actually don't have any good ideas for bringing down the price of gas. But then he doubles down on that and he says, it's all going to depend. I, I kid you not. It's all going to depend on what Saudi Arabia does. And I thought, hold on a second. This is the second coming of the worst president of the last century, James Earl Carter, peanut farmer from Georgia, who allowed Americans to be held hostage to the desires of OPEC and, and to be dependent. At, at one point, we imported 57% of our oil. And God bless him, Donald Trump made sure that by the time Joe Biden on January 20th took the oath of office, we were energy independent. We produced more oil than the country consumes, and we had enough for export, which is a good thing. Yeah. And because it is, it's always a good thing when you raise more, or grow more, or have more of the stuff you need so you can sell it and make some cash. And so, so we have now gone from energy independent to the president of the United States on national television saying, we're hostage to the Saudis. Your gas prices are high till some Saudi prince says we can bring them down, and they're not going to do it. I, I caught uh, the Cooper Town Hall. I believe it was in Baltimore, and uh, and, and nobody watched it. Uh, Lars, maybe you did, and I did. I'm not sure anybody else watched the thing. Honestly, do, do you know what the numbers were that night? I know they were terrible. What? There, there are 330 million people in this country. Yeah. Uh, 10% would be 30 million. 1% would be 3 million. Joe didn't make one half of 1%. They clocked in with 1.16 million Americans, which means it was the entire political class in Washington, D.C., and everybody involved in partisan <laughs> politics in the 50 states, and people like you and me. That's a million people right there. <laughs> that, that's like less than a, than a, a, a major local market. 
and that's to the Tucker whole country. Carlson, I think, tripled Joe's number that night. <laughs> I watched it, and I saw that, and, and what uh, Rhino and I caught was Joe, when he stood like Beavis, <laughs> he had the hands extended yeah. <laughs> with the thumbs rolled. What was that all about? Can, can I be a, be a bit indelicate? Because I will tell you what flashed through my mind when I saw Joe Biden looking like he was holding the walker in the old folks home, you know, and trying to get to lunch. But but what flashed through my mind, and I think this now hold on, Gerard, this is a working theory I've got for you about 40, 30 years ago. I got the great pleasure of being able to fly in the back seat of a Blue Angels fighter jet. Now you say, well, they don't have back seats. Yes, they do. They they have the training models. That's right. right. But it's one of the Blue Angels jet. One of them has, you know, I think it's only one of them has a, a rear seat and you can put a guest back there. <laughs> and so they said, uh, I was a reporter and they said, would you like to take a flight? And I said, I have never turned down an airplane flight in my life. And I've been on some great airplanes, but never one is good as an F-A-18 Hornet. Yeah. Now, what you have to know is the Blue Angels wear those trim blue jumpsuits. I mean, they look like they came out of central casting, and God bless them. They've got the skill and talent. They deserve to look like that. Yes. Now, if you wear a, a, a G-suit, which looks like you're wearing poopy pants. Uh, you are wearing these big saggy things. And what happens is in, in a, in a regular fighter jet, they put these, this G suit on you. It's, and it's got air uh, lines through it. And when you start pulling G's, the airplane pumps air in there. And what it does is squeezes your legs to keep the blood up on your gray matter, right. you know, where it's not with Joe. And, and it squeezes the blood up there. So they said, I said, well, what's going to happen? I, I said, I want to take some G's. They said, Are you sure? I said, yeah, let's go do some high G maneuvers. And we got up to 6.4. And, and I was having a fun time. But here they said, hey, here's how you do it. On either side of the cockpit, not where the, the, the flight controls are, but near the cockpit window, there's a short stick, you know, metal uh, pipe sticking up on, on both sides. And they even put little bicycle grips on them, like you put uh, you put on your, ten, on your uh, bicycle. And they say, here's what you do. They said, when we're going to go into a high G maneuver, because you're not flying the plane, obviously, I'm sitting in the back seat. They said, you grab a hold of that thing. And then they said, Imagine that you've been constipated for a week and you are having a tough time. Grab those handles and bear down hard because what it will do is it will your abdominal muscles and everything else will push the blood back up to your head. And, and you know what? It works. My theory is that Joe Biden was squeezing his hands, hoping he could keep enough blood flowing to his brain so he could answer the next question. He was trying to avoid hypoxia. It's just a theory. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's scary, though, Lars. I mean, it's scary. I, and, and you and I can have fun with it, as we should, but at the end of the day, oh, yeah. it's, it's disturbing that this is a guy that's in charge. It is frightening. It's frightening. And, and that he's making the judgment calls on all kinds of things, which may explain why things have gone so badly wrong. I mean, even even Obama would course correct when he saw that something was going wrong. And even uh, the aforementioned horny hick of uh, Bill Clinton <laughs> course corrected. You know, he came in with big spending plans. And in 92, when he in 94, when he realized I've lost the midterms, I'm getting clocked here. I got to do some course correction. And he did that. Yeah. And he signed off 
on, you know, welfare reform and a number of other good things for the country. Because when things are, you know, when you're in a hole, the first thing you do is stop digging. Yeah. And then you got to figure out how you're going to fix things. Joe Biden does not have the working gray matter to make those course corrections. Uh, it's, it's, it truly is scary. And uh, we were just talking earlier, Lars, about uh, some high-level person from the CIA is scheduled to be on the Hill today, not testifying about China's hypersonic ambitions, but about diversity and inclusion in the CIA. Do you realize what a joke this whole thing is? Because this is bringing back a form of segregation. Because sad to say there was a time in American history where a black man or a black woman could not get a seat right. at a diner, could not get a seat on the bus, and could not get a job and couldn't get into schools. And it was wrong to say we are going to discriminate on the basis of race or gender or anything else. And we've passed a ton of laws at the federal level, the state level, and everything else to say you can't do that. And now we've got DEI, as they call it, diversity, equity, equity. and inclusion. And they said, you will start to to discriminate on that basis. You will hire people who are not the most talented applicant, but you will hire them because they have the right skin color or the right gender or the right sexuality or whatever. And it is it's going to be disastrous because, frankly, if if you got hired because of your skin color, uh, that's bad enough. But imagine the person, because there are a lot of them, qualified black men and women, qualified Hispanic men and women, qualified Native Americans who say, I earned this job through my skill. And yet the the existence of DEI will have everybody saying, no, no, he didn't get that for his skill. He got that because he was the right color. It's, it's uh, pervading uh, and permeating every corner of the country. It's very disturbing. Lars, always a pleasure having you on, sir. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me on my show, sir. It's a pleasure. <laughs> we'll talk to you later. Thanks. Lars Larson, nationally syndicated talk radio show host, has been our guest. Stay with us. Middays will be right back. This show was previously recorded. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. For your Thanksgiving Day, showers likely high near 69. Tonight, a 40% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 36. Black Friday shopping, sunny skies, high only to 54. And a look into Saturday, mostly sunny conditions, high near 62. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction. Online at nodripms.com. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer. The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. This is Brent Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family-owned and operated. We're located in Gludstadt, south of Germantown High. Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful with trees, shrubs, fall color plants, soils, and mulches. Come see Calloway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. 
our entire store turns into a Christmas wonderland with a large selection of permanent Christmas trees, wreaths, garlands, angels, nativities, ornaments, and much more. Callaway's fresh-cut Christmas trees, wreaths, and garlands will arrive a few days before Thanksgiving. Our landscape designers, Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle, can design and install your landscape. Give Callaway's a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Come see Callaway's beautifully decorated Christmas store. You will not be disappointed. Bring the family and enjoy the day. Callaway's Gludstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Callaway's is, Callaway's is, everything for home and garden. One Mississippi, two Mississippi. <laughs> there are actually a lot of Mississippis. We're the birthplace of the blues and the king of rock and roll. We're not just the Delta. We're beaches and boardwalks, bright lights and brighter smiles. There's a Mississippi for everyone. Shouldn't a local bank offer just as much? The Citizens Bank gives you more accessibility to lenders, more products, and more fit. Whatever your Mississippi, it takes one Mississippi to choose your local bank. The Citizens Bank, in your corner, member FDIC. This Thanksgiving broadcast on Super Talk Mississippi is brought to you by Tico Steakhouse. Come see us soon. East County Line Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours from Tico Steakhouse. Employers, are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard to find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. If you're planning on frying your turkey, make sure it's properly thawed. Beth Reese with the Mississippi Insurance Department explains. If you drop that even partially frozen bird into hot grease, hot oil, it's going to cause it to overflow. And when it comes in contact with a flame, you're at risk for a fire. A five-pound turkey needs at least 24 hours to thaw. Mississippi Senator Cindy Hyde-Smith reminding us that Thanksgiving is a time to surround ourselves with family and friends and thank God for our many blessings. I hope this Thanksgiving looks different for you than last year's holiday with more loved ones around the table and fewer people on Zoom or FaceTime. Our recovery from the pandemic has taught us not to take for granted our ability to freely gather with those most important to us. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi, and I want to tell you about something new on the show. You know how much we love to grill and how much we love to talk about it. You're the exact same way, and so are our friends at Polk's Meat. So now, every Friday at 520, we'll have some fun with Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll talk about our favorite way to grill their delicious Polk's Original, Polk's Cajun, and Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. It's Food Fridays at 520. No buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority from Seaspire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Seaspire Business, win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit seaspire.com/business. No matter where you go, 
Super Talk Mississippi is there. With FM signals all over the state, you can hear Super Talk Mississippi from the Delta to the Red Clay Hills of Meridian and from Oxford to Biloxi. And when you're out of the state, you can always get the latest Mississippi news and talk online at supertalk.fm and on your smart device with the Super Talk app. You're proud to call Mississippi home and we're proud to cover your state like no one else. Thanks for listening to Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Welcome, welcome to our show. On Super Talk Mississippi. Okay, now you have a good one. so much for joining us here on Middays. Always appreciate the Mississippi Highway Patrol coming in the studio. That uh, sounds like a great program, and sorry to hear that COVID kind of derailed it, but uh, looks like it's going to get back uh, operational and going again, so we certainly hope so. Wow, bridges are racist. Okay, we're in the twilight zone, folks, now. Well, don't forget, there's a bunch of money in there for the tree cover, because it's been determined that Trees have been, uh, the planting of trees has been discriminatory because where folks live that are of the underserved minority populations, those communities, they got fewer trees. That's what they say. Hmm. That's, yeah. It's why you can't take it seriously. It makes me laugh. It's, It's like you're trying to be serious about something that's dumb. Yeah, let's don't plant one over there. A minority may get some shade. Who thinks that? I want to meet those people. There was a question. Yeah, I don't. But <laughs> there, uh, I want them to come on the show. I want to talk. I want to ask them those questions. <laughs> uh, Tom and Carthage says Obama is part of that twenty-eight percent. That would be Kamala Harris's latest approval rating. He's glad that somebody is sucking worse than he did. <laughs> Let's see. Someone asked, looking for it, Rhino, about the... Uh, yeah, here we go. Ed from New Hope. What are the poll numbers for Congress? Real clear politics as of today. Shows congressional approval, job approval. Now, this is from a poll from Monmouth, which is sort of left-leaning. 19% approval of Congress, 71% disapprove. Not far from The Economist and YouGov, which is moderate to left as a polling organization, approve of Congress stands at a stunning 16%. Disapprove, 61%. <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, it just seems like that the Democrats are just doubling down, as they say. Even a CNN poll conducted over the weekend. 
it reports the majority of Americans, 58%, in fact, say the, the president hasn't paid enough attention to the nation's most important problems. Well, it's exactly what we said. All uh, consumed with climate change pronouns and stuff. And wokeness. I, duh. I, people are just... Uh, their opinions are shaped by what they experience. And when you experience $4 gas and 90 cents a pound turkeys or whatever the case may be, and, and uh, the spiking price of heating oil, etc., and you see these images at the border, crime statistics off the chart, mandates unconstitutionally being imposed on Americans, yeah. They don't think you're worried about stuff that matters to them. Worried about everything else. When you're Secretary of Energy, we played that the other day, uh, that would be Cabinet Secretary Granholm, former governor of the great state of Michigan. She just, ha ha ha, it's hilarious, laughing about what can we do about this price of gas. Oh, that I would have the answer to that. Well, what do we need you for and your agency? calls it into question. What do we need all that for? The, oh man, I just, Paula Meridian, cost of diesel in my trucks jumped 50 cents a gallon in three weeks. It, who isn't experiencing this? Will we all know what highways will have money allocated to for improvement in Mississippi from this federal infrastructure bill? Yeah, it's just big chunks of money that goes into these funds that the state applies for, grants and so forth. This is DJ and Summit. As far as whether or not they'll be on a website, I don't know, but uh, th this will flow through the normal process, uh, which is just that it, it goes through the the uh, end of these funds, which are tapped by the Department of Transportation, and then the Transportation Commissioners are involved in those decisions as well as to how that money is allocated specifically. So, and there's lots of other money for more than highways that we've talked as we've talked about. You've got grants for broadband, all kinds of broadband projects and infrastructure and I don't know who's in charge of planting the trees though, I have to tell you. I don't know who the tree the tree people are. Remember that was supposed to be the 300,000 youngsters that were contemplated to be are contemplated to be hired in the build back better plan. So I don't know. All this money that's coming down for planting trees, and who's in charge of the cold pavement? <laughs> I want to know who that is. $4.8 billion for renamed nationally significant multimodal freight and highway projects. What is that? $2.6 billion for Federal Highway Administration administrative expenses. $2.6 billion. $2 billion for the Rural Surface Transportation Grant Program. $570 million to construct ferry boats and terminal facilities. $500 million for a pilot program offering grants to explore removing or retrofitting transportation facilities that created community barriers to mobility or economic development. I'm struggling with some of this stuff, Rhino, just to understand exactly what does that mean. 
What does it mean? $7.3 billion from the main federal aid highway allocation as part of a new promoting, this, this would happen, by the way, in 22 through 26, as part of a new promoting resilient operations for transformative, efficient, and cost-saving transportation. Acronym is PROTECT, in case you didn't get that. The program would fund improvements to make infrastructure more resilient to storms and natural disasters. You're rolling your eyes and squinting like Bernie Sanders there, like you're... <laughs> You're trying to figure out. I am too. What does this mean exactly? $6.42 billion over five, year, five years from federal aid highway funds for a new carbon reduction program to reduce transportation-related carbon emissions. Hmm. Electric vehicle charging stations, we've, we've mentioned that, $2.5 billion over five years. An alternative fuel infrastructure. It's just, it's mind-boggling. But when you got $1.2 trillion, it's a long list. Then when you hear things like $5 billion, that sounds like petty cash out of it. The problem I have with it, though, is you, you wind up with these numbers, but these numbers don't seem nearly big enough to tackle what they're trying to tackle. Yeah, I agree. I'm not sure what the goal is. I mean, I... Other than just throw money at it and hope it works. Well, and uh, countless people who are in the industry have shared with me, do you know how long it takes to get approval to like do some of these projects? When you get the in economic impact studies, the environmental impact studies, the, this regulation and that red tape and this stuff, it's 10 years before you ever get a shovel in the ground. It's going to happen again. Here's something else we should consider, though. All right, we got the leftover CARES money. We got a surplus even without that um, from our at state, talking about the state level. We got the 1.8 billion dollars coming down for broadband, water, some degree roads coming down from the rescue plan passed in February. Now we got 4.6 billion. It, it, that seems like that's going to consume our state government figuring out where to spend the money. And then what will happen is folks who want to participate in the good fortunes, they're, just, they're going to be swarming the capital. Me, 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 right? My company, my industry, my project. Think about it at the city level and the county levels. Because I think that's what the lieutenant governor's talked about, is putting in programs where they match up and they, they fund these projects. They won't be able to do anything else. But spend money. Seriously. It's, I mean, that takes time to sort that stuff. You don't, it's not like, well, last year we spent this much. That's our standard budgetary process. This year we're going to spend that much, plus or minus some, and make some adjustments. No, this is a whole new pot of money for a really what is a, a, a lot of stuff we've never spent money on before. It's just going to be complicated and convoluted. And, and I'm concerned. Don't want it to get cronied up. We'll step aside for a break right here. we got some more to talk about. And we've got Aaron Rice, director of the Mississippi Justice Institute. He's going to talk about the vaccine mandates at 12.05 and a foreigner ticket as well. Stay with us.
This show was previously recorded. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide the key technology solutions to power your business while ensuring safety and productivity in the workplace. Visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and 0% interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, 0% interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Engagements offer the promise of eternal love. Confirm that inspiration with a stunning diamond from Albritton's. Every stone is carefully selected for its color, cut, and clarity. From classic solitaires to multiple stone selections, Albritton's offers the latest designs celebrated for splendor and value. Albritton's, four generations strong and still Mississippi's foremost diamond merchant. Green Home Solutions is a proud VIP sponsor of The Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. Attention, if you deal with anything from minor to extremely hazardous environmental spills, you've got to check out the full line of absorbents at ESI Supply. They've got white and gray absorbent pads by the bundle or by the roll, sock knit broom products, oil gator, oil dry, spill kits, and more. Just because you haven't had a spill doesn't mean you won't. Give the guys at ESI a call to find out more about how you can be prepared and protect your business's liability. 601-933-4910. That's 601-933-4910. Or visit ESISupply.net. This is the morning agri-market report. Senior Cotton Exchange, March cotton up 12, 115.78. May cotton up 1 to 114.10. The opening of the Chicago Board of Trade, January soybeans down 6.5 12.66.5 per bushel. March soybeans down 7.25 to 12.77.25 per bushel. March corn was down 2 and 3 quarters to 585.5 per bushel. May corn was down 2 and 3 quarters to 590 per bushel. At the Mercantile, February live cattle was up 145 to 140.87. April live cattle was up 110 to 143.90. January feeders up 255 to 166.92. March feeders up 222 to 167.90. And the Dow Jones went into the Thanksgiving holiday down nine points, 35,804. I'm Dixon Williams. This is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. What does the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation do? We are a voluntary, non-governmental, non-partisan organization seeking solutions to the social economic issues impacting Mississippi farm families. Our mission is to elevate agriculture at the local, state, and national levels. When Mississippi farmers thrive, we all thrive. You can bet the farm on it. To learn more about the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation, visit us online at msfb.org. Because the challenges you face are getting bigger every year, BASF is committed to helping with more than boots on the ground. We're committed to boots in the mud, boots on the steps of your truck, your tractor, your combine, the linoleum tiles of your coffee shop, the concrete of your co-op, the gravel in your shed. So we can listen, learn firsthand, help right now to ensure success. BASF. 
helping you do the biggest job on earth. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. for joining us on Middays. You got Gerard and Rhino in the Super Talk studios. So yeah, there was an op-ed penned in NBC News that was written by Lux Alptrom is the name. And Lux was uh, incredibly critical of Senator Kristen Cinema. As you said, a rhino, the vitriol, is just being uh, hurled in her direction. So <laughs> this is what I'm reading from the op-ed here, folks. Instead of a brash bisexual icon willing and able to stand up to the far right, she's now seen as, uh, as an unreliable centrist, a self-absorbed Democratic Turncoat, more fixated on getting attention and lining her own pockets than uplifting her community. No longer a bi icon, she's now held up as a cautionary tale about the limits of representation. <laughs> she's not a bi icon. I don't know the numbers, and I don't care if you're a bi person or not. Help yourself. Knock yourself out. But why does that got to be injected into, into the discussion of economics? Because this is about this writer's aversion to her economic positions. Her positions on Taxes, in particular, is what torpedoed the whole deal. No longer a bisexual icon. <laughs> I didn't know there was such a thing. Are there cisgender icons? Not because of something they achieved in life. I think that would be problematic. <laughs> I'm afraid it would be. <laughs> but I would imagine in that list you'd have people like... Uh... John Wayne or Hugh Hefner or I mean there's there's all kinds of cis het icons. Well of course, but not because they're cis. Right. What this idiot is implying, of course, is that she's a hero because she's bisexual. And she's I guess accomplished something in life. She is a US senator. I would I I would mark that as an accomplishment. Sure. But why do we always have to footnote it with those sorts of things? Sexual preference, gender, zip code, 
I don't know, name them, all the other physical things. Why does that got to enter into the discussion? Just like the CIA stuff we talked about earlier. Why are they even focused on that? I, I mean, it's a rhetorical question, of course, but I think it just illustrates how loony we've become. So I shared this with Rhino off the air. It, it came through my uh, one of my subscriptions yesterday. This is from the University of Nevada, Reno, UNR. They, too, release, recently released an Inclusion, Diversity, Equity, and Access Language Guide, or IDEAL is the acronym for short. It provides a variety of language and wording suggestions to the campus community. Language is powerful, UNR's Nevada Today Editor-in-Chief Carl Findelander wrote on October 7th, Nothing quite matches its ability to make someone feel welcomed, valued, and included in a community. So, here's the deal, folks. No longer will, uh, or they, they at least recommend, it's not been prohibited. They don't want the term Native Nevadan to be used in the campus community when referring to people born in the state of Nevada, because it's not respectful to indigenous people who truly are native to the land here in Nevada. How is that disrespectful? You're a native Nevadan. Pretty sure native just means you were born there. Doesn't matter when you were born there, just that you were born there. I kind of thought so, too. Other discouraged terms include BIPOC, BAME, what's that? B-A-M-E. I have no idea what that is. BIPOC is biracial, indigenous, and people of color. I got that. BAME, B-A-M-E, don't know. You're to avoid that. Oh, yeah, it's black, Asian, and minority ethic. BAME and BIPOC apparently represent that. And so they say, those should not be used. Do not write in a way that assumes white is the default. <laughs> we'll take a break. We got Super Talk News, Fox News. Ken Newberger, the executive director of the Mississippi Medical Marijuana Association, in next. This show was previously. You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090. I'm Chris Poster. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade's back on in New York City after a small, mostly made for TV event last year because of the coronavirus pandemic. Marching bands are back. They were invited to march back in 2019, and they've waited two years for this moment. We are with the Brownsburg High School Marching Band out of Brownsburg, Indiana. We have 200 kids in the band here today. Another change you'll notice this year, no kids in the parade. That's because everyone marching in it needs to be fully vaccinated, and since the vaccine for ages 5 to 11 was not okayed until three weeks before Thanksgiving, there wasn't enough time. Fox's Tanya J. Powers. The Bidens are on the island of Nantucket, off Cape Cod, Massachusetts, the family's Thanksgiving tradition. You know, as we gather together again, and our table and our hearts are full of grace and gratitude for all those we love. And as Commander-in-Chief, I'm especially grateful to our service members and their families for the sacrifices to our nation. The President in a video message to the nation. America's listening to Fox News. 
all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks, they're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is locally owned and operated, and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops, or they'll even come to you in the Tri-County area for free. That's right, free mobile service. At Venable Glass, they also do frameless and frame shower doors, mirrors cut to size and installed, picture frame glass, tables, desktops, insulated glass, plexiglass, commercial storefronts, and heavy equipment glass. Venable Glass, they'll come out and give you a free estimate. They want to work hard for your business. Venable Glass, open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, and on Saturday, 8 to noon. Hey, there's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. If you've opted to travel by train this holiday season, Jason Abrams with Amtrak clarifies the rules regarding vaccination status and masks. Passengers do not have to be vaccinated for travel, but it's a federal law to be wearing your mask for customers and employees in a station and on a train as well. Amtrak predicts they'll have around 800,000 riders across the country this holiday weekend alone. And one of the biggest shopping days of the year is the day after Thanksgiving, but don't forget about Small Business Saturday, which is the day after. It began in 2010 to help local businesses recover from the Great Recession and quickly grew into a Thanksgiving weekend tradition. American Express estimates that people spent $19.8 billion on last year's sales holiday, a small increase from the year before. For more Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Andy Davis. And action! Our favorite restaurant's open again! I'm so pumped to be back on campus. So happy the kids will be back in school. What? <laughs> Stop! Wait, I can't do this. Life is not back to normal. COVID is not over. I got my shot. Are you guys even vaccinated? The only way to beat this thing is for us all to be vaccinated. I mean, the variants are deadly. So please, please, please. Do it today. A message from the Mississippi State Department of Health. Hey, sports fans. Before traveling to your game day destination this football season, be sure to download the MDOT Traffic app to help you reach the game safely. Reach your destination on time by checking ahead for crashes, closures, and construction with the MDOT Traffic app. The MDOT Traffic app is available free for both Apple and Android devices. For more information, follow at Mississippi DOT on Facebook and Twitter. It's called Secret Sister, but the Better Business Bureau calls it a scam. It usually surfaces around the holidays on social media. The gist is that if you send one gift, you could get over 30 or so in return. According to the BBB, you're asked to provide personal information, then buy and ship gifts or money to people you don't know, hoping to get the same in return. But it doesn't happen. And Thanksgiving is a time to remember what you're grateful for. But a study shows a majority of parents believe their own children are ungrateful. Monica DeLuca with Fox explains. The poll conducted for the C.S. Mott Children's Hospital in Michigan analyzed responses from over a thousand randomly selected parents with at least one child age 4 to 10. It found that 81% of parents agree that children today are not grateful for what they have. 42% of parents acknowledge they're sometimes embarrassed by their children's selfish actions. For Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. 
This is baseball player and fellow Mississippian, Jake Mangum. There are a lot of reasons to be proud of my home state. Mississippi State Baseball is one of the reasons, and Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance is another. The dedicated team at Farm Bureau works hard to give me and the rest of their customers the best service possible. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Power outages causing you to act like the Grinch this holiday season? Taylor Power Systems has the perfect gift to make your days merry and bright. Taylor Power is an authorized dealer for Briggs & Stratton residential generators. We offer numerous sizes to meet the power needs of any home. Financing is now available. Call us today at 601-922-4444 to discuss a Briggs & Stratton standby generator for your home. to good things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. This show was previously recorded. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply, to think deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone midday super talk mississippi rocking into the afternoon here on the show joining us now hank burdine board member with the mississippi levy commission thanks for joining us hank what about these yazoo pumps i'm telling you it's a sad sad day for the south delta it's a sad day for the people of the state of mississippi and for the taxpayers of the united states the epa has chosen to rescind the record of decision and uh, reinstate the 2008 veto on these pumps. Uh, for 80 years, we've been promised the pumps. It was part of the Mississippi Rules and Tributaries Project. For 80 years, they have been promised, yet the completion of the very last pumping plant because it's a political football, has been pulled out again. There are 22 pumping plants that were approved and were built within 200-mile radius of the Yazoo backwater area, and the last to be built was this pump, and they say no. Uh, the sad part about that, not only for the environment, but you had... The back-to-back -back floods we had, the backwater floods we had, 2019-2020, there were 700 homes down there that were that went underwater. 94% of those homes were minority-occupied, and many of those homes remain uninhabitable today. Mm -hmm. Now, despite the Biden administration and the EPA administrators repeated insistence that the environmental justice is a priority. That means that 
the minorities are taken into major consideration in any decision made, and including a meeting with Michael Regan this past Sunday down at the steel bio structure where he had the opportunity to hear directly from those people that live down there. They chose to ignore the concerns of this community and said that no pumps will be built. Now, to me, pardon my friends, that's a chicken poop way of saying politics is involved in this thing and it's a political deal and we're just not going to do it. Now, there's, according to the Mississippi Levy Board, of which I am on, there's no project that better meets the goals of environmental justice as prioritized by the Biden administration and the EPA than this project. But without these pumps, there is no relief from this flooding. And the livelihoods and lives of our neighbors, 62% of whom are who are people of color, and 28 to 30% of them are living below the poverty line. And they chose just to throw them away, just to forget about it and go find somewhere else to live. To me, the Environmental Protection Agency should be called the Political Protection Agency. <laughs> They're not listening to facts. They're not listening to science. And they have nothing to do about down here protecting the environment, the trees, the wildlife, the fish, the people, the homes, the highways. The lives down there, all the crops, it's only about protecting their jobs and about the political uh, wherewithal that's involved in every bit of it. To me, it seems that anything that is involved with the last uh, administration, no matter what science says, they want to kill it because they don't want anything to go down that had anything to do with the last administration. Hmm. And that's, that's, that's kind of pitiful. That's really tough. So is that kind of your take on it, Hank, that this is really just about, well, whatever the last administration did, we want to do the polar opposite as opposed to uh, that this decision is grounded in, in, in some sort of scientific or economic or other, other basis or logic? If you look at the facts that the Corps of Engineers has stated and – Look at what's going on down there. It is a 100% positive environmental uh, attribute, these new pumps, mm -hmm. all the way around. Plus, it helps the environmental injustice out in a major, major way. Then, to me, that says if they look at the facts and they look at the environmental injustice going on, then these pumps need to be built. There's no other way around getting the water off of that land while still leaving 400-and-something thousand acres underwater because of where the pumps would kick on at, the elevation they'd kick on at. And, you know, what is the Environmental Protection Agency supposed to look at? The Pondberry plant is an endangered species that lives down there in the backwater area. Yeah. All right, in 2007, they counted 195 thriving colonies of the pond bear plant. In 2020, they went out to every one of those sites, and there were only 68 sites that were still alive. Pond bear cannot live under 8 to 12 feet of water for six months. 
We lost 65% of the endangered species of pond bear down there because the EPA said don't build the pumps. Hmm. Now, who is the EPA? What are they supposed to protect when they let something like that happen? And they'll only get worse. So did, did they provide an official statement, explanation, uh, for canceling the project? From what I have seen, they have, just, they have said that it will revert back to where it was in 2008, and I have not seen a specific uh, specifics that they put out yet. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. So you, you got another situation down here. They're listening to uh, radical environmental organizations that have yet to be down there and look at this thing when it's underwater. I went down, as I said before, as I have said before took my boat down there, at the elevation of 87, when the pumps would kick on and try to maintain that elevation, American River is one of the main uh, environmental concerns against it. Yeah. It says that it will drain all of the South Delta, that it will drain the Sunflower River. So at 87, I put my boat in, and I went down there, and as far up as I could go of the Sunflower River system, of the steel bio system and Deer Creek, the rivers were still out of their bank. They were still in flood condition. So I, 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 I can't figure out what the uh, what the thinking is, unless it's a politically motivated situation, and I'm afraid that's what it is. Now, Cindy Hyde Smith, our senator, and is extremely upset about this, mm-hmm. as is Roger Wicker. Cindy Hyde-Smith, and I'm looking at a statement she made right now. This is an absolute terrible day for the people who live in the Mississippi Delta, and even a sadder day for the country when an agency like the EPA refuses to do the right thing for the people. Yeah, we got statements from the governor and the uh, commissioner of insurance, Mike Cheney, and and also for Andy Gibson, from Andy Gibson as well. So, yeah, it's... Uh, mean, hmm. Our Governor Reeves said caused hundreds of millions of dollars in damage over the last 20 years alone. Yep. Seems like every, and this is from the government. Seems like every day the Biden administration finds a new way to fail Mississippi. Yeah, that's what he said. Exactly. Wow. So, it, uh, so what yeah. about the other states? Do, do other states have backwater pumps? Are we the only one that doesn't at this point? There are 22 other pumping, uh, pumping plants within a 200-mile radius of where this plant would be that have their pumps and they're functional. During the uh, the flyover two years ago, yeah. when the EPA came in here, and they got in during the, during the backwater flood time, they took off from the airport and they flew over the Louisiana side of the Mississippi River. That's probably where they left them. They left from Louisiana to come mm-hmm. over here. Mm-hmm. And they were planting cotton. Hmm. They were working fields up, and they came across the Mississippi River. Yeah. And there, the South Delta was under eight feet of water. The land elevation in the South Delta is higher than the elevation in Louisiana. Hmm. And they said, what is going on here? Why are they farming and you are not? Because they have their pumps authorized they have their pumps built, and their pumps were working, allowing them to farm that land. Yeah. 
that we had 580-something thousand acres underwater on the Mississippi side. Yeah. Hank, appreciate you coming on and uh, talking to us about that. We're going to stay on it, and I'm sure we'll be talking to you again soon. Thank you, sir. Call me back. Thank you, bye. Hank Burdine, board member of the Mississippi Levy Commission, talking about the Biden administration's cancellation of the Yazoo pumps. We'll take a break. We'll come back. Stay with us. This show was previously recorded. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. For your Thanksgiving Day, showers likely high near 69. Tonight, a 40% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 36. Black Friday shopping, sunny skies, high only to 54. And a look into Saturday, mostly sunny conditions, high near 62. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. No drip roofing in construction. The name says it all. Whatever Mother Nature can dish out, no drip roofing in construction can take care of it. With no deposits up front required. 601-371-1051. 601-371-1051. Speaking to all men. If you're a stickler about your ride or your car looking just right, then why don't you take better care of yourself? Man Up MD is a concierge medical clinic, tailor-made for men of all ages. We offer convenient same-day appointments with personalized primary care and treatment plans designed for you to reclaim your energy and performance. Man Up MD can have you tuned up and ready for rocking down the highway. Check us out online at menshealthms.com. Family. What does family mean to you? At Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, we value family. As a father-daughter team, Drs. Michael Carter and Katherine Carter Sledge are committed to helping you achieve your most beautiful smile. Go to cartersledgedental.com to meet our team, take a virtual tour, and make an appointment. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry on Lake Harbor Drive in Ridgeland. Come be a part of our family. If you're remodeling or building a new home, be sure to tell your contractor to go to Lakeland Fireplaces in Flowood. They have over 25 display units, including heat and glow. By the way, there are 19 live burning fireplaces in the showroom. They are the hearth professionals that install and service. Ask about their custom glass doors, gas logs, fireplace accessories, and premium gas grills. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, your heat and glow dealer on Lakeland Drive in Flowood. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy. There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes, get your purse, sweetie. Philium Corporation knows the technology is constantly evolving, especially in these challenging times. With so many people working at home, securing and guarding your company's data on-site or remotely is more critical than ever. As we all adapt to the new normal, Pilium continues to help you stay secure and current with IT support and security and forensics, plus cloud services and networking, mobile communications, body cams, and in-car video systems. Contact us at Pilium.com. Smart people, smart business, smart solutions. Richard Cross. Be sure to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. This show was previously recorded. And now, the talk that keeps Mississippi talking. That's what I like to listen to. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert. 
here on Super Talk Mississippi. back, everyone. Middays, Gerard and Will in the studio today. Thanks so much for joining us. And joining us now on the line, Christopher Green, law professor at Ole Miss. Professor, how are you doing today, sir? Doing well. It's uh, it's quite exciting. Uh, I was uh, I was just uh, uh, asking some of my appellate litigation specialist friends uh, when we can expect this lottery result. They said, uh, "Whether do it when they do it." <laughs> uh, so it's uh, it, it's uh, it's one of the most exciting appellate litigation uh, uh, federal courts days uh, for for that kind of arcana. So, professor, for the benefit of our audience, can you kind of walk us through this the sequence of events? How we got to where we are. We we had lawsuits filed, right? That uh, we had a, a court of appeals rule on, and then, if I'm not mistaken, there was appeal an appeal to that, right? Which got struck down. Yeah. Well, the, so the way it works okay. um, when you, when the when an administrative agency like OSHA does something, okay. So we got the Occupational uh, Safety Health Administration. They come out with this rule for any employer bigger than a hundred uh, employees. So everybody's got to get vaccinated or get fired or have some kind of testing regimen. Yeah. And there's two things you can do at that point. One is to file a lawsuit in a trial court. So uh, there were some lawsuits filed. Uh, several states got together in one of the district courts, the federal trial courts in Louisiana. Uh, Attorney General Fitch was, was in on that. Some other folks, uh, Aaron Rice, uh, uh, with, uh, with, with some, some private parties were, were in on that lawsuit. So that's in a federal trial court, uh, and that's challenging both the OSHA mandate and the federal contractor mandate. Uh, lots of issues there. Another thing you can do when an agency does something is you can petition straight to a court of appeals. So we have 12 different courts of appeals. Uh, the Fifth Circuit is our, our circuit, uh, Louis, uh, uh, Mississippi, Louisiana, and Texas. And they uh, acted in response to their petition. But there's a procedure if... People, if there's more than one petition for the same administrative rule, and they go to different circuits, they uh, so they file petitions to review uh, this rule in in different circuits. Basically, they wait ten days to see how many circuits it gets challenged in, and it turns out it was in uh, almost all of them. So uh, uh, the first circuit, the second circuit, all the way up to the eleventh circuit. The D.C. Circuit also has a petition, hmm. and uh, there's only one circuit left because it, uh, it uh, only deals with patents and, like, uh, suing the government for money damages, the federal circuit. So we got these 12 circuits, and the rule, there's a statute. Um, so if you're looking for music to listen to, you can listen to the Rush song uh, 2112, because that's the section number, 28 U.S. Code 2112. <laughs> And it says you, uh, they wait 10 days, see, uh, uh, see how many petitions, and then they have a randomly selected, uh, process, uh, done by the, uh, uh the MDL, the Multi-District Litigation Panel. 
and this is purely random. They have special rules that they say they put. They literally put ping pong balls uh, in a drum, in a wooden drum. And they pick it out, and they're going to tell us which of these circuits uh, uh, they go. So now the Fifth Circuit has already said, we think this, uh, this rule is probably unconstitutional. Uh, none of the other circuits have acted on it, but I mean, because the Fifth Circuit acted, uh, there, there wasn't a whole lot to do. But, um, but the uh, Section 2112 explicitly says that when uh, we find out who wins this lottery, uh, that circuit uh, can vacate, can uh, uh, basically undo a stay that any of the other uh, uh, circuits had done in the meantime. So it's explicit in the statute that this Fifth Circuit decision is going to be subject to uh, being undone by whatever circuit gets us. And of course, after that happens, uh, you, you can go uh, to the U.S. Supreme Court. Um, and this seems, I would think, about as likely as anything uh, uh, to be a, a pretty clear slam dunk for, for uh, the Supreme Court eventually looking at this. Uh, it's possible the lower court will be sufficiently uh, clear in its reasoning. The Supreme Court might say, well, we just agree with that. Yeah. But I, I would think the Supreme Court is, is going to look at this uh, before too long. Wow. So it's my understanding, Professor, that, that once this lottery is drawn and, and, and venue, I guess, at that point is established, that all future cases also would be heard by that court? Yeah, so they get all, so all of the petitions then get transferred, all the petitions for okay. review. Okay. okay. So we've got the lawsuits. So basically you file a lawsuit in a federal trial court uh, when you have possible fact-finding. So uh, the Fifth Circuit, they're not going to hear witnesses. They're not going to look at, the, you're not going to have a deposition that you, uh, uh, you file at the, at the Fifth Circuit or anything like that. So if you need fact-finding uh, related to the legality of a petition, you have to do that in the district court. So that litigation can still go on in just all the district courts. Uh, but then the, all the petitions get consolidated in that one uh, lottery winner, mm-hmm. and uh, they'll they'll make the decision, and they'll, so the first thing they'll do is decide whether to uh, uh, stay the uh, the rule, and that immediate decision on the stay would be subject to review at the U.S. Supreme Court. Okay, so we would get, uh, and the Supreme Court doesn't have to say anything about it at that point, but. Uh, you know, when when whoever, which I, either side uh, uh, goes to the U.S. Supreme Court, if any of the justices want to say what they think about the constitutionality or the consistency with the OSHA statute, uh, they can do that then. Uh, so it's pretty likely, we'll, I would think, uh, here within, you know, a few weeks, certainly uh, uh, within the next couple months, um, what the U.S. Supreme Court thinks about it. Hmm. Do you have an opinion on it, Professor, what the likely outcome would be? Well, it's so there are a number of challenges. So there's, I mean, one big interesting doctrine which the court has indicated they're interested in, in looking at again is something called the non-delegation doctrine. Yep. So this is a doctrine that was used in 1935 to strike down two very big statutes in the New Deal and hasn't been used by the Supreme Court in any other year. But the Fifth Circuit, in their opinion from last Friday, said we think that this is uh, has serious doubts about the constitutionality under non-delegation, whether Congress could do this. Yeah. Uh, so that would be the biggest, most, uh, for my con law teaching uh, perspective, the most exciting 
uh, or interesting, maybe frightening for, for people who are worried about administrative uh, 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 state, their administrative state getting struck down as unconstitutional. I think it's more likely that what, they, what they'll say is, well, such a big question as this. It's not a transfer of legislative power to the executive, but it's such a big question. We would expect Congress to be explicit about it, and they haven't been explicit in the OSHA Act, so we're going to construe the statute to say they, they, can't, uh, they can't do it. So that's called the major questions doctrine. I would think that's probably the most likely outcome. Hmm. There are also some uh, just administrative law things. You can say, well, they should have had better notice and comment before issuing issuing this rule. They should have given uh, better uh, uh, answers to counter-arguments. So there's something called Overton Park uh, Arbitrary and Capricious Review. Either of those are a possible way to resolve it. Um, But there's a bunch of hurdles that the administration has to get over. It seems relatively unlikely that they'll get over all of them. What about this Uh, grave danger? I'm sorry. What about this grave danger legal standard? Well, it's um, so that's some language that they uh, that they used in. Uh, um, I think the uh, yeah the OSHA Act has some uh, right. uh, some language like that. The idea is you know if you're at a workplace and you've got a, a big buzzsaw that's you know unnecessarily dangerous, uh, you know think if you think of the, the Triangle Shirtwaist Fire, that kind of of mm-hmm. uh, circumstance where people have blocked exits, they can't get away of a dangerous situation at work. That's the sort of condition that causes the early 20th century workplace regulation stuff to get passed. So the OSHA is coming in in that kind of environment. And it's not obvious that a uh, a virus uh, getting spread at work or spread among people uh, who at work uh, is a perfect fit. One problem with the administration defending it is saying, well, you know, a virus is kind of like a fire, um, is that the rule doesn't make any uh, consideration of, you know, for instance, how many people are in a workplace, how close they are. Yeah. Are they all in their own offices? So I'm right now in my own office, and uh, the, the mask mandate we have at Ole Miss only applies when I step out into the hallway. <laughs> Uh, and it would be a very different workplace if I had to had to wear my mask even when I'm in my office. Um, but you know, in terms of vaccination requirements, there'd be you know, uh, obviously that's not going to uh, change uh, depending on like you know where you are in the building. Uh, but how you know how likely is it the particular employee is going to to spread? Uh, uh, Professor, uh, we spread got a coronavirus. We got work. a break right here. Can you hang with us? Want to talk to you a little bit more about this and the abortion case? Oh, sure, yeah, that's, that's, that's coming up, too. We'll be right back after the break with Christopher Green, University of Mississippi law professor. Stay with us. This show was previously recorded. Hey, this is Bob, and if you're like me, you like dealing with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. Majestic Metals, 800-647-8540 or online at MajesticMetalsINC.com. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no-hassle guarantee so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. 
Thanksgiving broadcast on Super Talk Mississippi is brought to you by Tico Steakhouse. Come see us soon. East County Line Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours from Tico Steakhouse. Make it a November to remember with a new Mazda from Mazda of Jackson. Come in during the Season of Inspiration sales event and get 0.9% financing for 36 months on all remaining 2021 Mazdas in stock. That's right, 0.9% financing. This will save you thousands in finance charges. We're also giving you an additional $750 in customer cash on new Mazda CX-9s and get your first year's maintenance on us. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. Our incredible credit team works hard to get you approved. 100% credit approval is always our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle and we'll buy it even if you don't buy a new one from us. Don't overpay for your next vehicle. Get to Mazda of Jackson today during the Season of Inspiration sales event. Going on now at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. Mazdaofjackson.com. See dealer for details with proof credit on select models. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. The hunt is over for all your deer camp setup needs at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in Bolton since 1871. Get your food plot set up with mixes from Pennington, J&J, and Wax Company, along with ryegrass from Nelson and Marshall. And don't forget the wheat for those doves, along with fertilizer, spreaders, and sprayers. Feeders by Boss Buck Gravity and Moultrie, filled with rice bran original, peanut butter, persimmon, along with corn, mineral salt, as well as that buck robber game attractant. Game cameras, hunting license, wasp and bug sprays, and much, much more. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your deer camp setup specialist. Downtown Bolton since 1871. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. If you've opted to travel by train this holiday season, Jason Abrams with Amtrak clarifies the rules regarding vaccination status and masks. Passengers do not have to be vaccinated for travel, but it's a federal law to be wearing your mask for customers and employees in a station and on a train as well. Amtrak predicts they'll have around 800,000 riders across the country this holiday weekend alone. And one of the biggest shopping days of the year is the day after Thanksgiving, but don't forget about Small Business Saturday, which is the day after. It began in 2010 to help local businesses recover from the Great Recession and quickly grew into a Thanksgiving weekend tradition. American Express estimates that people spent $19.8 billion on last year's sales holiday, a small increase from the year before. For more Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or find us online at supertalk.fm. I'm Andy Davis. Want to infuse new flavor into your favorite recipes? Try Polk's Smoked Sausages or delicious ham steaks. Add Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausage in your spaghetti. It adds just the right amount of spicy flavor. Polk's Cajun Sausage is a family pleaser in your famous red beans and rice. Your Bayou friends' jambalaya is even better when you mix it with Polk's Ham and Sausage. And for Grandma's old-time chili recipe, kick it up with Polk's Original Beef or Pork Sausages. There's no buts about it, folks. Picky people pick Polk's. 
Hey, it's Richard Cross. Join us every weekday for the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. The all-new 2021 Ford F-150 is here with available interior work surface for putting in work. Standard sync Ford technology plus a huge 12-inch touchscreen and pro-power onboard outlets for all kinds of jobs. Not only is the all-new 2021 Ford F-150 tough, it's smart. Built Ford proud. Built Ford tough. See a Ford dealer near you for details. And don't miss the College Football Fix, driven by Ford. Most people think there are just seven wonders of the modern world. But if you wake up with Super Talk, you know there are eight. The amount of information and entertainment Paul Gallo fits into one three-hour show is simply astounding. astounding. Amazing it is. News, weather, sports, and interviews with the movers, shakers, and playmakers. Experience the wonder of Gallo. Every morning on Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. everyone middays gerard and will in the studio we've got christopher green he is a law professor at ole miss so professor green uh before i ask you about this these abortion cases you're probably aware that uh, the state of mississippi has also joined several other states in suing uh, the biden administration i think 12 other states uh, on vaccine mandates for health care workers I think specifically that applies to um, healthcare institutions and workers that work for those organizations that also participate in Medicaid and Medicare. So there's really two aspects of the of the vaccine mandate issued by the president. There there's that piece for federal contractors, federal work actually it's federal contractors, and then there's the piece for private employers with more than 100 employees. I think this refers to uh, the former. Right, that this this deals with. I guess they're construed as contractors, a healthcare institution that participates in Medicare and Medicaid. That's right. There's so there's there's two different provisions for contractors. One is specifically under Medicaid, uh, which has had kind of a, a long uh, long history since uh, since 1965, and the other is a much more general federal contractors. So mm-hmm. Ole Miss is subject to the federal contractor rule in general because we have all these uh, all these all this federal money that comes in for for different things uh, but the healthcare workers is specifically with the Medicaid mm-hmm. both of those are being challenged um, basically the the argument is that re- uh, uh, requiring vaccines is not germane to the funding uh, of uh, whatever the activities are so the are the arguments are going to be a little bit different for every individual piece of federal funding. So, you know, for instance, we have, we get money from, uh, uh, the, uh, oh, I don't know, the, the, uh, uh NOAA, the National yeah. Oceanic, uh, Administration. And, you know, that doesn't have anything to do with, uh, with, ma- with vaccines. So, 
the argument that that would be, you know, that a restriction for that contract would be germane uh, is a lot harder to make than, you know, for healthcare workers and having healthcare workers who are constantly exposed to people who are sick. Well, you know, there's obviously uh, a, a different uh, argument for germaneness, but uh, the, but the big precedent uh, uh, in, in both of those cases, I think, is this Enford versus Sibelius case from 2012, when they struck down the Medicaid expansion. They said you can't tell states that it's all or nothing, uh, expanded Medicaid or no Medicaid at all, because the threat to cut off the old Medicaid doesn't have any purpose other than coercing the acceptance of uh, the additional uh, offer, and co- and that's not germane to the original uh, uh, Medicaid. So it um, it opened up a new uh, a new era of attacks on conditional funding schemes, and uh, that's I think the basic uh, area of law that uh, that those lawsuits will be considering. Hmm. Well, it'll be interesting to see how how all that plays out. So, would would that is that another suit that would that would uh, I guess be heard uh, and come before the court and whatever whichever is decided upon by this lottery? So that would not be, I think, the lottery. Okay. Um, I haven't uh, I haven't been following all of the the different suits about the contractors, but I think most of those have been filed in district courts, or maybe all, even all of them, uh, because there's a need for fact finding. Okay. I got you. Uh, so because you because you need to find facts, you can't just go straight to the appeals court. Mm-hmm. So the lottery today, that's going to be the OSHA mandate for employers of all employers whether they've done anything uh, related to the federal government or not, uh, above 100 employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's the thing that the Fifth Circuit has uh, has put on hold and which uh, we're going to find out uh, at some point in the next few hours what uh, what circuit uh, is, is going to take it. Hmm. Um, but a... Uh, yeah, fr- a uh, uh, somebody I know on, know on the Twitter uh, who pays a, a lot of attention to uh, the comp- composition of the various circuit courts. He, he tweeted out a list of uh, which circuits are uh, most likely to have the OSHA uh, challenges uh, succeed and which going to be least. So uh, he lists the uh, 5, 6, 8, and 11 as the most likely to be favorable for the challengers. Uh, one four nine in D.C. is least favorable, and in the middle uh, uh, two three and seven. And I think he probably put the tenth circuit. Tenth circuit had a late uh, was a late entrant. Uh, <laughs> so at one point they said all the regional ones except tenth. And like, oh, we've even got a tenth tenth circuit one. So, well, how long uh, has this lottery people... process been around? I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt, uh, Professor. How long has it been around? I mean, has this been used before? I've never heard of this before. So I got to confess, I had never heard of it myself uh, before uh, last week. Um, it has been around since 1988. Uh, before then, you had uh, essentially a race to the courthouse. So yeah. the first people to petition would, uh, the first court to get a petition would be able to hear it. Um, an awful lot of these petitions are heard by the D.C. Circuit. Okay. So that's a, a, a court that is in D.C., um, you have to have some kind of factual hook uh, to have a, a regulation being being uh, uh, re- uh, made on you in in that circuit. Okay, so if they're doing things in D.C., it's, it's it's just easier to to establish that for the D.C. circuit. But also, you're just closest. Uh, you're going to the people who are, are uh, day in day out uh, knowing about the regulations that are coming down the pike. 
you know, it's much, much easier to file those in the D.C. Circuit than any of the other ones. Um, uh, so I think they won a bunch of those races before 1988. But they, they thought, well, let's have a lottery. Uh, yeah. And in general, in the 80s, a, a lot of people thought uh, there was too much of the federal administrative apparatus uh, uh, in the D.C. area. It's still a massive, massive amount of it. You go to northern Virginia, my goodness, it's, it's practically a wholly owned subsidiary of the federal government. Uh, huge, huge areas, but uh, and it's always getting bigger. But um, some of the growth of the government has been, uh, has been out in the provinces. Yeah. It's just, uh, I, I, I even discussed it with a couple of uh, attorneys I work with and asked them. They'd never heard of it either. So if you have a professor and they have it and <laughs> your profession has it, it, it just made me wonder, when's the last time this ever came up? And what is unique about this situation that requires it? Yeah, it's, it's basically the fact that it's a uh, – they, they try to streamline the process to uh, just go straight to the Court of Appeals uh, to have a petition. And when you tried to streamline it, it produced a, uh, a race to the courthouse. So yeah. once, they, once they had that race to the courthouse uh, uh, phenomenon, they thought, well, let's not just get the input of the D.C. Circuit all the time. Let's, let's get the input of these, these, other, uh, these other judges as well. But, uh, but I, yeah, I, so it's, done, it's, it's administered by this thing called the Panel on Multidistrict Litigation, which has been an increasingly important part of federal courts. So I, uh, I actually decided I've got to add, I'm going to add a page of my notes to my federal courts class just specifically about the MDLs. Yeah. Um, a, lot of, a lot of attorneys in Mississippi, uh, you may have, may have heard of spending a, a lot of time up in West Virginia because they got a big MDL related to some medical litigation that uh, there's some people on the coast that I mean, do huge numbers of these cases, but they're at the initial stage uh, uh, pretrial stuff is being done, handled by a district court in, in West Virginia, so it's like, well, we're going to we're going to fly up there uh, quite a bit. Mm. And uh, some of the judges say, hey, you know, if we could get an MDL here, we could get people to fly down to Mississippi. <laughs> but you got to – that process uh, for the trials is uh, – that's related there, – there's a bunch of decision-making related to the subject matter. The lottery is like literally just a ping-pong ball. I got you. Um, but the MDL, they, it's, it's a much more complicated process. And I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to teach my students uh, uh, starting next year uh, much more about that. <laughs> we got a couple of minutes left. All right, so what about – let's turn our attention to these abortions. Abortion cases, of which uh, Mississippi, of course, is front and center as a, as a party, as a plaintiff in that. Well, what do you think? Well, it's. Uh, I mean, there was. I, so I was just in D.C. this last weekend with the uh, the Federal Society group, and there was a lot of buzz. People are wondering about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think people have a lot of information. So, I mean, <laughs> the, the, the Supreme Court itself has uh, historically just been, you know. Uh, heroically tight-lipped in terms of you know you just don't know anything about what they're what they're thinking. So you know one thing we're wondering is how upset are the justices going to be that the uh, that the merits brief that we filed was so much more aggressive than the cert petition. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know so that's one question that's certainly going to come come at Mississippi out of the box is uh, why is your merits brief so much more aggressive? And the answer is probably, you know, probably going to say well you know the court itself. Uh, turned down two of the questions presented, and they only granted uh, the question presented that was the most general. And you know, reevaluating Roe and Casey is, is is encompassed in that, so that's why they they did that. I got you. Straightforward way to do it, but it's uh, it's hard to know. But it's uh, just a couple weeks away, so yep. we'll uh, 
we'll uh, we'll see shortly. We'll keep an eye out on it and uh, hope to get you back to talk about that some more as we get into that and some of this other stuff happening with uh, respect to this lottery. We appreciate you coming on, Professor. It's been a good discussion. Thank you, sir. Enjoyed it. We'll take a break right here, middays, uh, buffing you out with Boston. Stay tuned. This show was previously recorded. Tune in this Saturday morning from 8 till 10 for Weekend Gardening, where Garden Mama Nellie Neal will tackle all your gardening questions. Weekend Gardening, brought to you in part by The Tractor Store, your local Mahindra dealer, The Tractor Store, Highway 49 South in Richland. You already know that Madison Cellars is Madison's favorite place to buy wine and spirits since 1988. On Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center, Madison Cellars has a hometown feel with a big city selection. Do you have a question about which wine to serve with a certain dish? Call 601-856-0931 and let their knowledgeable staff help you find the perfect match. Find out more at madisoncellars.net or stop by today. Madison Cellars on Highway 51 in the Madison Station Shopping Center. Hey, this is Jimmy Primos at the range in Gluckstadt. We'll be closed Thanksgiving Day, but we're going to open at 9 a.m. Friday with some great doorbuster specials like top-of-the-line Smith & Wesson ARs in 5.56 and 22 long rifle at prices so low I can't repeat them on the radio. And 9mm ammo, $19.99 a box, no limit. We'll also have sale prices on guns, ammo, and accessories all weekend. Please help us support the Marine Corps' Toys for Tots by bringing in an unwrapped toy, and we'll give you a free hour on our indoor shooting range. Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 957-3841, 957-3841 now. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. The cost of this year's Thanksgiving meal may bring a little heat from the proverbial kitchen into the dinner table conversations this Thursday. USDA reports a moderate to small increase in the price of many Thanksgiving staples. The American Farm Bureau saw bigger price increases based on reports from shoppers canvassing their local stores. This year, the AFB says consumers will pay more nationwide for Thanksgiving at an average price of $53.31 for a meal for 10 compared to $46.00. 90 cents a year ago. AFB's dinner includes all the bases of turkey, stuffing, sweet potatoes, rolls with butter, peas, cranberries, veggie tray, pumpkin pie with whipped cream. Wisconsin has the highest price for a Thanksgiving meal of $71.49. That's a 17% increase over 2020. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. This isn't what gets a cotton grower up. What gets a cotton grower up isn't made of plastic-covered electronics. It's made of heart, determination, the calling that doesn't need a buzzer. 
Because you know, early is the key to success. Stoneville Cotton knows too. It gets out of the ground earlier and establishes a healthy stand quicker, so it's less vulnerable to weeds, weather, and insects. For a stronger finish, own the early with Stoneville Cotton. BASF. We create chemistry. Always read and follow label directions. Are you looking for a contractor for your new home or remodel? Go licensed. Unlicensed contractors may try to convince you that pulling your own permit can save you money. But they may do shoddy work, or in some cases, no work at all, costing you far more in the long run. Protect yourself and your investment by comparing estimates from three licensed contractors. Remember, go licensed. For more information, contact the Mississippi State Board of Contractors at msboc.us. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to the Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. This show was previously recorded. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. We're rolling. Hit it. Go. Play it. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. On Super Talk Mississippi. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No more. We thank you so much for joining us here on Midday Super Talk Mississippi. Cities less trees, more buildings. Well, yeah, it's, you have to clear the land, clear the trees off the land to build the buildings. I I just think this is a solution looking for a problem that before it's all over with will be cronied up and screwed up. And you know what? They'll still complain. I guarantee you. Oh, it's not, not enough shade. Yes, because you have a lot harder time, and it's a lot more expensive planting that 50-year-old live oak to provide shade when it's more cost-effective to plant the sapling and wait. True. But if you plant the sapling and wait, that's delayed gratification, which we've already been told is racist. To correct. But we're going to hire 300000 in the Climate Corps to plant trees to solve racism, even though waiting on it is racism. That's right. Delayed shade is racism. <laughs> Whole young turkeys at Walmart in Hattiesburg, a buck nineteen a pound. Jeez. So this morning we've had forty, eighty-nine, one nineteen. Quite the disparity. I need to go back to the grocery store and grab the ones I saw for cheap. Wow. What is uh what do I think about this is on the ceasefire tax line. What do I think about the idea to tax unrealized gains on stocks or mutual funds you haven't sold yet? Oh gosh, please don't get me started. I think my head would explode talking about that. Some more I appreciate the question. <laughs> Honestly, I do. Uh I hate it. I think it's stupid. I think it's communism. I just tell you, confiscation of assets. That's what they do in a system of communism. I think it's bad, and yet it only applies to billionaires, and their theory is bad and stupid as well. By the way, speaking of billionaires and selling stock, what about Elon Musk? What do he do that for? Runs a poll on Twitter to see if he should sell 
what, 10% of his holdings? And so now he says he's going to do it. And the stock promptly tanks. So we've explained that before, right, Rhino, that this is what happens. You got So think about in response to this question on the ceasefire tax line. If you started forcing the likes of Elon Musk and CEOs and, and other uh, billionaires, of which there are 734, by the way, in the country, 734, you're going to make a tax law that applies to 734 people. And in the case where that happens to be the CEO of a, a company where a public company whose stock is widely held, and they start liquidating their stock to raise cash to pay for the tax on unrealized gains, the market reacts very negatively to that. And, then, you know, the other thing that happens is, as an investor, you have to figure out, well, did Musk sell his shares or Bezos and Amazon or uh, name them, any other billionaire CEO? Did they sell them to raise money to pay taxes? Or do they sell them because they know something else about the future of their company and they're sending a message here that says the, the company is in peril from a financial perspective? Because anytime executives of a company, they have to report their, their uh, shares. That's reported in their annual reports, as a matter of fact. And then they start dumping their own company stock. The message is, we're not very confident in our future market. Hint, hint. You better go dump your stock, and then everybody loses. This is just so ill-conceived. What's even better, though, I'll see if I can find it, is the guy who dreamed up this nightmare, Senator Wyden. You see this from uh, Oregon. He's the guy, what, he's the head of the Ways and Means, I think, over in the House. No, I'm, Scott, I'm sorry, in the Senate. So it's his job to come up with all these crazy... His job is basically to come up with schemes to raise money. Ways and Means. So he circulates ideas and asks for, for um, input. He, anyhow, he's the guy that came up with this. It's not him personally, but others were on board as well. This billionaire tax scheme. But what's incredible, if I can find it here, Rhino, is his son. His son took him to school, dude. His son is worth a couple hundred million bucks. I think he's in the private equity industry. And if I'm not mistaken, yet Adam widened. Okay? He just moved to Florida. What do you do that for? Get the hell out of Dodge where they're taxing him in the other state. I think he, I think he was in Oregon. Could have been in California. But uh, nonetheless, he escaped the state he was in, he takes his dad to task. He does. And he said, you see if I can find it, uh, why does he hate the American dream so much? This is this guy's son, Senator Wyden's son. Reality is most legislature legislators have never built anything. So I guess it's easier to mindlessly and haphazardly try and tear stuff down. That from the younger Wyden to his dad, the Senator Wyden, who wants to tax the ever-loving snot out of everybody. Bravo! This guy needs to run for senator. In my this show was previously recorded. Your home for Ole Miss sports. WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. 601-345-8090.
Chris Foster. It's Thanksgiving. The president and his family are back in Massachusetts on Nantucket after skipping their annual tradition last year because of the coronavirus pandemic. As we give thanks for what we have, we also keep in our hearts those who we lost and those who have lost so much. And those who have an empty seat at their kitchen table or their dining room table this year because of this virus or another cruel twist of fate or accident. The president in a Thanksgiving Day video message. The British and French governments accuse each other of not doing enough to stop human trafficking. At least 27 migrants drowned trying to get to England from France by boat. UK Home Secretary Priti Patel tells members of Parliament. What happened yesterday was a dreadful shock. It was not a surprise, but it is also a reminder of how vulnerable people are um, put at peril when in the hands of criminal gangs. At least five people are arrested in France in connection with those deaths. America's listening to Fox As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Join Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Sponsored by The Road. Your destination for fine men's clothing. Hi, this is Mark Shapley of M.M. Shapley Steakhouse. This past year, we were fortunate to see many new faces and reacquaint with old friends, and I believe I know why. Being from the Mississippi Delta, we learned how to entertain while creating a comfortable home environment, and that's M.M. Shapley's specialty. M.M. Shapley's is your place for award-winning steaks and homemade tamales. M.M. Shapley's, real, authentic, welcoming, fine dining. For reservations, visit mmshapleys.com or call 601-957-8000. Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The National Insurance Crime Bureau is warning of increased criminal threats this holiday season. So to reduce your chance of becoming a victim, here are a few tips. Lock your doors and take your keys with you. Park in well-lit areas. Keep shopping bags, cell phones, purses, and other personal property out of sight. Be aware of your surroundings and have your keys ready to enter your car. If confronted, remain calm and cooperate. Be a good witness and call 911 when you can. And if you're vehicle is stolen, report it to the police and your insurance company as soon as possible. And it's hard to separate supply chain issues from the labor shortage. Jim Richards, CEO of KLLM Trucking, explained there aren't enough employees to unload trucks at warehouses. Where historically it may take two to three hours to get unloaded or loaded, now we're spending 10 and 12 hours. They were hoping that people would return to work when extended unemployment benefits for COVID-19 ended. But Richards thinks 10 to 15 percent of them haven't returned. I'm Andy Davis. And action! Our favorite restaurant's open again! I'm so pumped to be back on campus. So happy the kids will be back in school. What? <laughs> Stop. Wait, I can't do this. Life is not back to normal. COVID is not over. I got my shot. Are you guys even vaccinated? The only way to beat this thing is for us all to be vaccinated. I mean, the variants are deadly. So please, please, please do it today. A message from the Mississippi State Department of Health. My son is not some statistic. My daughter's not a headline. My girl, she's not someone's agenda. What he, what she is, is irreplaceable. COVID hospitalizations of young people have tripled since the start of summer. So I talked to my daughter's doctor about COVID vaccines. And she said they're highly effective in preventing hospitalizations and deaths, even from the Delta variant. We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. 
Gas prices have remained fairly flat over the last two weeks. Fuel analyst Trilby Lundberg explains why prices did not fall despite a decrease in the cost of crude oil. In this period, crude oil prices dropped, and they dropped a lot, but we did not see it at the pump, although we normally would have, because at the same time, ethanol prices were spiking, and refiners by law must buy ethanol and blend it into gasoline. And many Mississippians are gathering around the table for food and fellowship today. Ag Commissioner Andy Gibson shares what he's thankful for. I want to wish you and yours a very blessed and happy Thanksgiving. And like you, I know we're all thankful for the Lord, for our faith, for our family, for freedom. And I look forward to gathering with my family around the table today. God bless you and yours this Thanksgiving day. For more Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, on Twitter, or find us online at supertalk.fm. For Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. Play the newly renovated Dancing Rabbit. Golf Magazine's The Augusta You Can Play. In the rolling hills of Mississippi, it's one of the Southeast's most awarded destinations. Dancing Rabbit boasts two critically acclaimed Par 72 courses, the Oaks and the Azaleas. With great stay and play packages starting at just $143, Dancing Rabbit will quickly become your home away from home. Only at Dancing Rabbit Golf Club, a Pearl River Resort destination, Choctaw, Mississippi. Visit DancingRabbitGolf.com to book your tee time. When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority from Seaspire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Seaspire Business, win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit seaspire.com slash business. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 to 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. This show was previously recorded. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply. To think deeply. And look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone middays with gerard is back on the air rhino in the studio joining us now also lucian smith attorney former chairman of the mississippi gop lucian thanks so much for coming in today hey it's great to be here gerard we have uh, got a lot of stuff as you know uh, going on on the national uh, scale and also here in the state of mississippi but one of the things that that cropped up last week that uh, I think prompted me to ask you to come in today was we've got these mandates from the federal government, from Joe Biden. He has essentially, I believe, via executive order, instructed uh, OSHA uh, to promulgate some policy that uh, would require private sector organizations, private businesses, to vaccinate their employees if they have more than 100 employees, I That's think, right. is, is the threshold. But then we're, we're seeing some calls within our state for the governor to perhaps uh, convene a special session 
to enact legislation that would essentially ban the federal mandate. And and, uh, and doing a little research overnight, it's like Texas, Alabama, Florida, Arizona are considering uh, similar measures. So the question comes up, Lucian, what happens when you've got federal, I don't know if I'd call it law, but regulation maybe, right? and then you've got state law, and they conflict. How's that resolved? You know, it, it depends on whether the federal law or regulation is validly issued. Okay. Um, and, and let me say this. I, I'm a hundred percent opposed to governmental mandates uh, of vaccines for COVID. Me I think too. you can, you can have a conversation about, you know, if the black plague came back, if the Spanish flu came back, uh, where the harm was so great that there might be a reason to, to do it. I'm absolutely opposed to, to what the president did and what he's asked OSHA to do. But the question from a legal perspective is, is it a validly issued federal law or federal regulation, because under the Constitution, uh, there's the supremacy clause that states that uh, the, that federal law is supreme to state law. Right. But, but the question is, was it validly issued? And so if, if, in fact, OSHA has the authority to do this rule on an emergency basis, there's not a great deal uh, that the state can do about it. Now, I do think in this case there's some legal opportunities uh, to fight back against this rule. Uh, and the best one that comes to mind to me is how fast – uh, the administration is going. Generally, uh, when you are uh, issuing new federal regulations, and keep in mind, you know, even though the president says, you know, I'm issuing an executive order, what matters isn't his executive order. Uh, what matters is what does uh, OSHA actually come up with is how the rule uh, is enforced. And generally speaking, when OSHA comes up with new rules, they go through an extensive uh, rulemaking process where they uh, put the proposed rule out for. Uh, what's called a notice and comment period where okay. the people who are affected are able to come back and say, here's some problems we think that there are with the rule. Here's how you should adjust it. And that whole process can take a year or more to get there. Well, here the president wants this rule in effect now, and there are ways for OSHA to short-circuit that rulemaking process. But the only way that they can do that is if they can demonstrate that there is a grave danger to the safety of workers. Okay. And I think that's, at first blush, the best legal option, because I'm not convinced there's a grave threat to American workers. Yeah. The vaccine is available now such that if you're not vaccinated in this country, it's either because you don't want to uh, or because you've got some sort of health or religion. Uh, reason or some other reason where you've chosen not to. We're no longer in the position we were uh, in February where uh, people uh, wanted to be vaccinated but couldn't be. If you want to be vaccinated right now in America, you've been vaccinated. And to my mind, the data is pretty clear that vaccination decreases your likelihood of having a serious uh, episode of COVID, uh, having uh, you're less likely to be hospitalized, you're less likely to be killed. People can make their own decision about whether or not they want to do it. But it's less clear that being vaccinated decreases transmission. They're, they're, I'm no scientist, but I've sure. certainly seen credible reporting of studies on both sides of that. And so to my mind, you know, it's not clear there's a grave danger that allows OSHA to impose this regulation uh, that quickly. And I, I think that's where we're more likely uh, to see uh to see some effect is by going to federal court and challenging uh, challenging these sorts of rules. Well, OSHA hasn't they haven't released the rules yet. They've, right? they've so. sent them to the Office of Management and Budget for review, but to my knowledge, they've not made those rules public. I, I haven't seen them, and I don't I don't think they're publicly available. I think that's right, and and so I honestly I thought we would see challenges right off the bat 
But I guess until the rules are, are out and released, uh, any anyone who would mount a legal challenge wants to see that first. I, I think you're gonna. I think you need to see the final rule because um, it's possible. I don't think it's likely with the Joe Biden uh, OSHA, but I mean, it's possible that you'll have people over there write a rule that. You know, I, I think Biden's motivated more by politics here than public health. I think I think the vaccines have become so much an article of faith among people on the left that he wants to show that, by golly, he's making everybody get a vaccine. And it's possible that when we actually look at the rule from OSHA that it'll have enough uh, exceptions in it that it won't be as bad as a lot of us expect it to be. Um, but, yeah, until we really see the rule, it's very difficult to challenge. You, you, you've got, you run into some standing problems, and you also just run into a substantive problem because you don't really know what you're challenging. Yeah. And, and so, just just have to be sorted out in the courts. And I'm not sure how the courts would rule on something like this. And you'd have to believe: would you start in federal court and work your way up to Supreme Court? You'd go into a federal district court. You'd ask for some sort of uh, uh, e- either a uh, uh, temporary restraining order or preliminary injunction uh, to prevent it from going into effect once you saw the rule. And then uh, you'd have a hearing on a permanent injunction, and then it would go up through the appellate courts first to the courts of appeal, and then if the U.S. Supreme Court chose to take it uh, to the Supreme Court. But I, I'm very confident that once that rule comes out, unless it's a total political farce that has so many exceptions to it that it doesn't really apply, I think yeah. you'll see litigation and I think it'll uh, I think it'll be solved. But I, I think the highest likelihood of it getting blocked uh, is going to be um, uh, is going to be uh, over the speed at which it's gone through and the fact that it's probably not going to comply with the notice and requirement uh, notice and comment requirements of the administrative procedures act yeah and that that makes total sense there so uh all right so we got the situation in mississippi here just yesterday i believe lucian where the ihl board the college board voted uh nine to three to require shots for educators and staff who work at Mississippi's public universities. Now, originally, there was no such requirement, but I think, the best I can tell, this is in response to uh, the Biden administration's order that uh, all those who have federal contracts with the federal government I have to be vaccinated. I mean, this is Same the way they're trying to put the airlines. It down. That's yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. They're looking for some nexus because, and this is something that you know, Representative Owen um, Jansen Owen called for this special session to deal with these, and it's one of the the uh, points he one of the I think he he points out very accurately the amount of pressure that's getting put on individuals to to make these decisions. But um, the, the federal, you know, traditionally, and this is in his letter. The state has broad police power. You know, that's the legal term that people use, the police power. And it's not just the police. It's, it's the power to deal with the health and safety and welfare of your population. So okay. as a general rule, you know, if we, if we could go back in a time machine and talk to the people who wrote the Constitution, my guess is James Madison, Thomas Jefferson, they'd say, if you had them on the show, they'd say, yeah, Gerard, a state could absolutely mm-hmm. require vaccinations. That is uh, well within the traditional police power of the state. Um, and if you ask them, uh, uh, you know, do you think the federal government uh, could mandate vaccines? They think that was crazy. Yeah. Um, and, and but and that's because these are traditionally state focused powers. But what they're looking for are these ways of using federal power to coerce this. And I think the federal contractor route is what they've done. And it's what you've seen over the course of the last hundred years. There's so much federal money out there. Um, So many states and entities have become dependent on federal money uh, to to one degree or another. 
that the federal government doesn't really have to have a straight up mandate uh, because that would be invalidly uh, passed. Um, they can say, okay, well, you don't have to do this, but we're going to take away the ten million, hundred million, billion dollars that we're giving. Always you. the carrot. That's right. I mean, that's what happened. If you look historically, that's what happened when the drinking ages across the country went from eighteen to twenty-one. Mm-hmm. You had a handful of states. Louisiana was the last holdout where you could uh, buy uh, uh, an adult beverage at eighteen, and the federal government tried to mandate it. And they said, "Well, you can't mandate that it goes up to twenty-one." They said, "That's fine. We'll just stop paying for your highways." Yeah. And you know, it, Louisiana almost immediately capitulated because the money was too great, and they had to they had to take it. Tried right. to do it with uh, Medicaid expansion. That's exactly and that, right. That's a, that was a key part of the ruling that uh, essentially uh, allowed Obamacare to to continue as being constitutional. But there was that aspect of it. That's right. That uh, is the reason we did not expand Medicaid in Mississippi. It was really the only uh, the only ex- Obamacare litigation that was successful in that early era was was that Mississippi yeah. was uh, Mississippi was a party of that case. I was one of Governor Barber's lawyers when we filed that lawsuit. I remember it well. Uh, we got a break right here. You can stick around, can't you? Yeah, yeah absolutely. we're going to talk some more. We got Lucian Smith here uh, in the studio. Stay with us. Middays will be right back, and we got foreigner tickets. Rhino, stay with us. This show was previously recorded. From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. For your Thanksgiving Day, showers likely high near 69. Tonight, a 40% chance of rain, mostly cloudy, low around 36. Black Friday shopping, sunny skies, high only to 54. And a look into Saturday, mostly sunny conditions, high near 62. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at nodripms.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental. We at Capital Dental want you to be confident in a bright and healthy smile that you can be proud of. We provide teeth whitening to brighten your smile. Book your appointment today at capitaldentalinc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive. This Thanksgiving broadcast on Super Talk Mississippi is brought to you by Tico Steakhouse. Come see us soon. East County Line Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours from Tico's Steakhouse. In the metro area, the houses talk. Hey, Jan, how's it going today? Hey, Barney. You're not sold yet? No, my shutters need replacing, my floors need unbuckling, my boudoirs need updating. Well, my person called Will White with the price, and Will White said the price was right. No updating, no nothing. I'm sold as of tomorrow. Call Will White. He buys houses. 601-401-4323. 601-401-4323. Or online at homebuyersms.com. You've shared half your life together. Built your family and careers together. She doesn't just complete your sentences. She completes you. Isn't it time to tell her you'd marry her all over again? I'm John Ravenstein. And I'm Rachel Ravenstein from Juniker Jewelry Company, suggesting that maybe it's time for that second diamond, the diamond you've always wanted to give her and now can afford. Here at Juniker Jewelry Company, as direct diamond importers, you'll find more certified large diamonds than any other store. Stunning two, three, four-carat diamonds and larger in stock 
every day at the guaranteed best price in Mississippi. And the diamond professionals to help you create not just her ultimate diamond engagement ring, but a true family heirloom. So when you want to say, I love you, on her birthday, your anniversary, or just because it's time for that second diamond. This Christmas, come to Junikers. Because love can't wait. Juniker Jewelry, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. 1485 Highland Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and junikerjewelry.com. Push the limits of what's possible in the all-new 2022 Mitsubishi Outlander. With a bold exterior and premium interior, Outlander reimagines the SUV. Rule the road with Mitsubishi super all-wheel control and wireless smartphone technology. Plus, an industry-leading 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain limited warranty. Drive one today and get up to 3500 over book value for your trade. At Ridgeland Mitsubishi, get Thunderstruck. Super all-wheel control is an available feature on all trim levels. Price terms and vehicle availability may vary. Important restrictions and rules apply. See retailer for limited warranty and more details. Offer ends 12 13 21 Gallo here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. This show was previously recorded. Attention, adoring fans! It's time for Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs> Everyone, the middays, Gerard and Rhino in the studio, Lucian Smith, attorney and former chairman of the Mississippi GOP. Also have uh, the honor of uh, and pleasure of working with Lucian the last couple of years as our counsel for the Mississippi Lottery Corporation. That's, That's right. It's been a lot of fun. I, I saw someone won a hundred grand, I think. I saw so, that headline. Yeah. I hadn't read it yet, but I saw that. That's great. On the on the Mississippi drawdown game, I believe. So, That's right. Yeah. So it's been a lot of fun uh, doing that, Lucian. We we got a good group, and uh, I hope uh, folks are pleased with the program we built here in the state. Well, it's, I hadn't been uh, associated with something like this like you have. It's fascinating to watch. I mean, it's a, it was a startup. Yeah, you know, there was startup. a time where there wasn't a single employee, right? You know, and you've watched it grow to uh, I forget how many total employees it has now, but I mean, it is a big going concern. And, yeah, you know, you watched it from nothing, which is which has been really cool to be a part of. Yeah, to watch. I know you you weren't uh, present when uh, I went down for uh, my uh, examination by the Senate. You I was know, not was there that? for that. <laughs> That was rather fun. I, I, I still feel bad. I asked one of my partners to go because I had a conflict and um, had said, these things are normally pro forma. You'll probably be there 30 minutes uh, at tops, and only because there'll be a bunch of other people. 30 minutes questions. for all five for, members. For, for all right. five and whoever else is getting confirmed that day. And about an hour and a half in, I looked on Twitter <laughs> and saw that he was testifying at one point. I thought, gosh, I, I probably should have asked him more than 20 minutes before it started, but I'm very appreciative of him going. Uh, I was on the, at the podium there for about 45 minutes. It says uh, a, a couple of senators uh, dug into the weeds in, in question, but uh, and nonetheless, that's water under the bridge. All right, so here's a question: Why couldn't Trump, the Trump admin, stop federal money for sanctuary cities, but they could stop federal funds from universities? And and let's be clear here: this isn't federal funds; these are contracts right. uh, between the federal government and the university. Just as you've heard, uh, as we talked about it uh, off the air airlines 
that have contracts with the federal government and a number of other private sector institutions as well. So, I mean, I I feel like that that I could support the idea of the federal government uh, listing that, if you will, as a requirement, like they have many other requirements to do business with the federal government. I don't have an issue with that. I have an issue with them mandating that any private sector business, whether they have a contract or not, I think you and I are in agreement that that's overstepping their bounds. That's Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, I, I think they have the authority um, to say as a condition, like you said, as a condition of getting this money, you must do X, Y, and Z. Um, I don't think they should have the authority to mandate that private businesses do it. But this is the reason it's so important that people show up and vote every two years in the You're federal right. elections, because there's a lot of stuff the federal government can do. There's also a lot of that stuff that they can do that they should not do. Correct. And at the end of the day, the question comes down to, uh, is Joe Biden or Donald Trump in the White House? Is, yeah. is uh, a conservative or a liberal there? And that's why we've got to show up and make sure we elect people who are going to make the right decisions. Um, right. And I think we got to challenge the bad decisions when we think we got a good faith legal basis to, to challenge them in the courts. I don't know the answer to this specifically to the sanctuary cities uh, question. I'm, I'm, that is a a very valid, good question. I think there's been this this increase, especially under the Trump administration, in these national injunctions getting issued by federal judges, um, and, and the Supreme Court has has hinted that they might take a look at it. it used to be uh, generally when you got an injunction, it was inside of the jurisdiction of that specific judge. So if, if you thought the federal government was doing something wrong, you didn't have a judge in Jackson, Mississippi telling the entire country that that was enjoined. They would enjoin it in their district, and increasingly you're seeing judges um, out in the district courts uh, issue these injunctions that are binding uh, nationwide, and I think that is something that, that we need to take a look at from a statutory perspective, but I, I think you're going to see the Supreme Court take a look at that eventually, because I just don't think it's the right way to run a railroad. You get these very political local judges issuing national injunctions um, that really ought to be dealt with through the policy-making process, not, not in the courts. And you, were not, you and I were also discussing uh, offline the, the idea that government would also step in and prohibit a private organization for instituting their internal an internal uh, vaccine mandate, for example. I, I find that overstepping government's uh, purview as well. A hundred percent agree with you. I, I don't. I think a person with a private business should be able to decide what they do with their private business. I think sure. the 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 one potential exception to that is in the racial discrimination context, where there's very clear uh, federal uh, constitutional law with regards to the uh, the Civil Rights Act. But, you know, if you want to say whatever your requirement is as a business, I think is reasonable. If you want to have a dress code, if you want to say nobody can come in here without having had a COVID vaccine, if you're a real conservative, you believe in property rights. Right. And if somebody says, look, you you can't buy coffee from me uh, unless you uh, have a COVID vaccine or have these beliefs or wear pants, you know, whatever whatever you want to do, I think as a conservative, that's your right now. My right as a citizen, as a consumer, is to say, well, I'm not going to Gerard's Coffee Shop because yeah. he requires a vaccine. Uh, I'm going to totally go over agree. across the way to that guy's who doesn't. And I think you've already seen that with the masks uh, that continue to be required by some businesses, even after you had the state mask mandate. You know, I found myself, um, especially after I got vaccinated, if there was one store, you know, if there was a gas, 
station that still required it, and for a while there were, and a gas station that didn't, I just made a point of going to the gas station that didn't require the mask mandate because I didn't think it was necessary. Sure. But that's my right as a consumer to have that choice. And that's, But that's also the business's uh, prerogative to say, look, I, this is a private business. I'm not compelling you to come here. And so I, I think the – I agree with you, Jordan. I think these laws um, – I think people need to think about the Master Masterpiece Cake Shop uh, Supreme Court case. Yep, same you know, deal. Bakery in Colorado. Uh, they were asked by a same-sex couple to bake a cake, and they said, look, we, we are uh, Christians. This violates our deeply held beliefs, and we don't want to participate. Colorado, the state, had a law that required them to participate, went all the way to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court, uh, for First Amendment reasons, said you don't have to do that. Well, I think just, just as uh, in a free uh, society, a private business that's not receiving some sort of uh, federal funds that came with special requirements they should be able to say this i don't want to bake you a cake and, and in a free and open society you can go across the street and find somebody else who'd be happy to do it and i think the same thing is here is true here if you thought the baker and masterpiece cake shop ought not have been compelled to bake the cake you should also think that the guy who owns masterpiece cake shop can say look i need to see a vaccine card before i'll sell you a cake. absolutely you agree can, you can vote with your feet and go to somewhere else that, yeah, that to me is agree. actual uh is is, is what uh, being a conservative being a, a liberty-minded conservative really means. Excellent summary and analysis. And, and I'll say this as well. I, I think, to a great extent, the concept of socialism has been sort of hijacked, and, and it's kind of been extended to, to represent lots of different things. Um, uh, government programs, uh, for example, such as family leave, which is is part of the, the Biden Build Back Better agenda. A, a lot of folks would look at that and say, well, that's socialism. To me, true socialism, central planning, determining at, at a, by a central authority uh, how goods and services should be made and the amount that should be made and, and how that operation, what that operation should look like, that is essentially going to a private se- a sector business and saying, you cannot mandate vaccinations. You're yeah. telling me how to run my business. Uh, and it's beyond reasonable, I think, from a regulatory perspective. I think that's right. And what you've seen time and time again, and virtually every time we've had some sort of experiment with this, the private sector, uh, without government intervention, does a much better job of allocating resources, of coming up with great sure. ideas, of figuring out the future than government does. And so we're just better off, I think, any opportunity we have to make government smaller, to decrease programs to decrease the regulations and let the private sector do what it does that's uh, you know that's how we're going to uh, bring more and better jobs that's how we're going to increase prosperity that's how we build a be- how we build back better is by getting government totally out agree. of the way uh, not by having increasing amounts of government intervention just seems like we've departed from that very simple foundational principle and concept which has created the greatness that is this country I, that's exactly right <laughs> we, we don't want to get rid of billionaires we want more billionaires uh, we want as many as we can get we want more people getting rich because that means they're out creating great products. They're selling them to people. The consumers are better off because they're receiving good products. The the person who invested, the person who took that risk, the people who took those risks, you know, they're better off. That That is how we grow again. That's how we build yeah. back better is that, not raising taxes and giving the government more involved in things. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, Thomas and Greenwood says, and if you as a company don't comply, what is the punishment? No government money or contracts, anything else like a fine? Yeah, there actually is a fine, Thomas. I think it's $14,000 yeah, per incident. Per 
instant. The, the fine is going to be absolutely crushing for small <laughs> for small businesses. You know, that, that whenever the Democrats talk about some of these initiatives, they talk about it in the context of massive corporations yeah. who have huge compliance teams. But if you're a typical small, medium business that's got 5, 10, 20 employees, you know, you probably don't have somebody sitting there every day working on compliance. Um, right. And that's that's going to be a real burden, uh, right. both on the fine side and on the compliance side. So. You want to hang around? Sure. The break? Yeah. Sure thing. Uh, we got Lucian Smith in the studio. Rhino, when we come back, foreigner tickets. Sounds good. Uh, speaking up with a little cold as ice by foreigner bumping us out of the segment. Thanks for that, Rhino. We'll be right back on Middays. Please stay with us. This show was... Are you having sewer and drain problems? Call the experts, Roto-Rooter. Since 1934, Roto-Rooter Plumbing has been fixing small home disasters. Mention this ad for $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. That's 601-353-3333. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Lakeland Fireplace's new expanded showroom is now open, and you've got to see the selection. Lakeland Fireplaces has over 25 display units, including the popular Heat & Glow to choose from. And remember, with Heat & Glow, you can forget about those headaches and unpleasant odors. Oh, by the way, their showroom has 19 live-burning fireplaces. While you're there, be sure to ask Zach Sandlin about their premium lines of gas grills, too. It's all at Lakeland Fireplaces, just east of Dogwood in Flowood. What if there was a paint that could awaken something as old as that Rip Van Winkle guy? Hey, what? Because it could adhere to the most weathered exteriors and completely restore its youth. Hey, there's hair on my head again! If a paint could give any time-worn surface stunning new life, is it still paint? Regal Select Exterior from Benjamin Moore. Paint like no other. Seabrook Paints in Jackson and Ridgeland. Visit SeabrookPaints.com. Two Mississippi museums, the Museum of Mississippi History and the Mississippi Civil Rights Museum, invites you to our holiday open house, Saturday, November 20th, and our Christmas by the Candlelight Tour on December 3rd. These events are open to the public and holiday trains begin running on December 1st. Bring the whole family and enjoy these events. While visiting, take a tour of Mississippi history through our two museums, located on North Street with free covered parking on North Jefferson Street. Come enjoy the holiday fun at two Mississippi museums. Stop. David Cox here, Omar Financial. Do you have a 401k, IRA, retirement, or CD coming due? We can help with market-like returns and zero risk. Call David Cox, 957-3841, 957-3841 now. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy. There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes, get your purse, sweetie. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. 
We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. The National Insurance Crime Bureau is warning of increased criminal threats this holiday season. So to reduce your chance of becoming a victim, here are a few tips. Lock your doors and take your keys with you. Park in well-lit areas. Keep shopping bags, cell phones, purses, and other personal property out of sight. Be aware of your surroundings and have your keys ready to enter your car. If confronted, remain calm and cooperate. Be a good witness and call 911 when you can. And if your vehicle is stolen, report it to the police and your insurance company as soon as possible. And it's hard to separate supply chain issues from the labor shortage. Jim Richards, CEO of KLLM Trucking, explained there aren't enough employees to unload trucks at warehouses. Where historically it may take two to three hours to get unloaded or loaded, now we're spending 10 and 12 hours. They were hoping that people would return to work when extended unemployment benefits for COVID-19 ended. But Richards thinks 10 to 15 percent of them haven't returned. I'm Andy Davis. Pine Grove Behavioral Health understands that lasting recovery and healing begins at the roots of who we are. Transformation is deeply woven into the core of each individual through broad-reaching treatment options. As a result, we have gained a reputation as one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses, drawing an expertise and multiple whole-life treatment programs to effectively address the real complexities of life and addiction. Call 1-888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com for more information. One place, many solutions. Join Grammy Museum Mississippi as we celebrate Have Yourself a Delta Little Christmas. Enjoy festive holiday music by Chris Dixon and Joyful Noise, Trisha Walker and the Buford Sisters, along with the brother-sister duo Variety. Have Yourself a Delta Little Christmas will be held at the Grammy Museum Mississippi on December 6th at 7 p.m. and tickets are $50. To purchase tickets or learn more about the Grammy Museum's current exhibit, MTV Turns 40, I Still Want My MTV, visit Grammy Museum MTV. What decisions are being made by state lawmakers and how will they affect you, your family, and community? If you listen, if you listen, you'll know. Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fl. Hi, I'm Billy Kinder, host of Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. Here, the show Saturdays at 1, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Turkeys, whitetail, Grenada Lake crappie, or Gulfport redfish. We enjoy it all, especially when you're in camp with us on Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. Come on. Come on. Middays with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back on Super Talk Mississippi. Some call me the space cowboy, yeah, some call me the gangster of love, some people call me Maurice, cause I speak of the pompadous of love, people talk about me baby, say I'm doing you wrong. Welcome back, everyone. Middays. Back on the air, Lucian Smith is our guest. All right, Rhino, you got some tickets? Oh, yeah. One of the best-selling groups of all time, Foreigner, is coming to the Bancorp South Arena in Tupelo 
on November 13th. Tickets for the show are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com or the Bancorp South Arena box office. But now you got a chance to win a pair of tickets for free. All you got to do is be the 17th person to text into the C Spire text line. That number is 601-879-4395. Be the 17th person to text in the phrase Jukebox Hero, and you'll win a pair of tickets to see Foreigner at the Bancorp South Arena in Tupelo on November 13th. Y'all get to texting. There you go. Appreciate that, Rhino. All right, so, Lucian, uh, one of the things that comes up, and, and I think we probably share in the frustration uh, from our audience, that we've got these mandates that the federal government is handing down to private sector or private businesses, but with respect for those streaming across our border and those that are on some form of, uh, which is a lot, on some sort of federal uh, subsistence, uh, there are no such mandates. It, it, it does seem uh, a little targeted, if you will, <laughs> at the private sector. It does seem um, like it is a double standard. I'll just call it that again. I yeah. mean, your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, it is a double standard, and I think it comes from the fact that the people who are in charge right now view the private sector with contempt. Uh, they they think that if you uh, have been successful uh, at whatever, however you want to define successful, whether you're somebody who's running a four hundred thousand dollar a year business that employs a couple people, or you're uh, Jeff Bezos, they they think if you're doing that, you've done something wrong. It hadn't been fair. I mean, you you remember Barack Obama's comment back when he was president? He said you didn't build that. Talking about right. how these sorts of businesses wouldn't have existed without uh, significant uh, federal and and other governmental help. And so I do think there's a lot of contempt there, and it also also shows you how I, I think how frequently the policy making with regards to COVID at the top level. I'm not talking about the the Thomas Dobbs, the people who are you know in the in the weeds, but from the federal level, how much of it uh, is just driven by virtue signaling? You know, it, it's we're totally agree. Vaccines are kind of our uh, it's one of the elements of the civil religion, and so we're gonna we're gonna mandate it because that's right, but. We're not really going to stop people coming across the border who aren't tested. We're going to go ahead and move them in. We're going to put them up in hotels. We're going to go back to catch and release. We're going to let these people, uh, without any sort of testing, controls, vaccines, just come on into the country. Well, the, the, to your point, it is a double standard, and it's also a totally incoherent policy. I mean, if, if this yeah. is – and I think it's been one of the problems with COVID all along – you know, we didn't know what it was two years ago. When, when it came up in February, we didn't know, were we living in one of these horror movies where everybody's about to die and, you know, it's going to be some horrible thing? And so you can understand these extreme measures on the front end. But now we've gotten to the point where we recognize, it, it, you know, every death is terrible. Uh, every death is a tragedy. But this disproportionately uh, affects people uh, above the age of 55. It disproportionately affects people with pre-existing conditions. Um, nearly half the deaths have come from people over the age of 75. And every one of those is a tragedy. Every one of those is is something uh, that should be taken seriously. Um, uh, but the, the focus has been on this sort of virtue signaling on the one hand. We're going to require vaccines. We're going to require masks. But we're also going to virtue signal uh, on this open border, defund the police, uh, abolish ICE, let everybody come in stuff, th- th- that's no way to run a government. We, yeah. we need to have serious discussions about policy and uh, work through the areas we disagree with and come to it with a with a seriousness of purpose that I think is lacking right now. It seems like there's so precious little 
where there is any alignment on, on policy. Right. And uh, you, all you got to do is look at the president's domestic agenda uh, to know that, because virtually everything in that domestic agenda on the spending and the taxing side is objectionable. Uh, to the right, to the Republicans. Not a single one has signaled that they would support uh, that measure. Yeah, and I don't blame them because it's so, you know, the, the Democratic Party has become so captive to their far left that a lot of these policies, you know, there's no real change. They're having trouble getting the Democrats all yeah. lined up for it before you try to get to the Republicans. But but I think what people are desperate for, I think it's one of the reasons that, that Donald Trump did have such a following uh, when he uh, got into office and, and when he got into the campaign. People are desperate for leadership. I, I don't think people mind somebody in elected office who disagrees with them. But I think what they want is somebody who comes out and says, this is what I'm going to do. Here's why I'm going to do it. This is why I think it's a good thing. And somebody who's not afraid to do... It's one thing for Biden to lecture the Democrats or yeah. for a Republican to lecture... Uh, excuse me, for Biden to lecture the Republicans yeah. or for a Republican yeah. to lecture the Democrats. But to have somebody... Have Biden turn to his left flank and say, look... We're not going to do all that because yeah. that's America is a center right country. We're not going to have five trillion dollars every year in new spending because we'll go bankrupt and destroy the fabric of the country. Um, but you just don't see that. And, and I, I think we need more people in office, uh, Gerard, who are not afraid to lose because the way the country is right now. Certainly, at the uh, if you're looking at Congress, the biggest risk to most congressmen, to most U.S. senators, is getting beat in a primary. There are a handful of swing states. You know, Georgia is a good example where you've got to worry about the middle. But in all likelihood, uh, Mississippi is never going to elect. I say never. Mississippi is not going to elect a Democratic senator anytime soon. The, right. the only risk in a state like Mississippi is in a primary. Um, and I think a lot of, of Roger Wicker and, and Cindy Had Smith, but but we need across the country and other states uh, that are similar and that they're only going to elect Republicans. We need people who say, you know what, I'm willing to explain why something's a bad idea. We need Democrats who are willing to go to their base, too, and say, I'm, I'm not for that. And, and some of them are going to get beat. But if we had some real leaders, I think we'd get so much more uh, accomplished instead of just playing to the base constantly. I couldn't agree more. And I, I feel like, uh, Lucian, that to a great extent, our party is not effectively messaging and, and and I don't know if it's because of who kind of by default is delivering the message or if it's the content of the message itself. I don't feel like we're doing enough. Uh, to a great extent, we're talking to those who agree with us. That's right. And we're not really getting through to maybe those in the middle, the critical independents that could go either way. I think that's right. To get them to, to uh, see and align with our, our positions on these policy. Unfortunately, this Build Back Better agenda, which started out at three point five. Trillion. I've, I've done the uh, taking out the accounting gimmickry and said it's really seven trillion at right. the end of the day. It's wildly popular. I mean, the idea of raising taxes on the wealthy of society, the idea of paying everybody three hundred dollars a month for uh, child taxes, child tax credit is really just welfare. Temptations. <laughs> right. Have some money because you have a child. Uh, it's it is uh, kind of couched by the administration as a child tax credit, but you get it whether you owe any taxes or not. So that's why I just take that out of the equation. So you got that and family leave and and free community college and free pre K and all the these other programs, uh, expansion of Obamacare subsidies, those are actually wildly popular. My concern is that we probably are going to get a scaled-down version of this bill, is what it looks like right now, and Biden's poll numbers are going to start to rise as a result. That, yeah, that's very popular. I mean, that's very possible. Um, and they are popular ideas, where I, where I think... 
I think when you start explaining to people the true cost of them, that's where I think you start to uh, to change the popularity because the ideas are great, and the way the Democrats sell it is they make it sound like there are a few, just a handful of billion billionaires out there who, you know, if you remember the old Scrooge McDuck cartoon, <laughs> who are just swimming around in their swimming pool of gold <laughs> doubloons, and we're just going to go take a few of those gold doubloons that they don't really need, and we're going to give them over to you know people so they can have free community yeah. college, paid uh, family and. Uh, uh, family leave, et cetera, et cetera. But in truth, and you've seen this in these analyses, Biden said nobody who makes more than four hundred thousand makes less than four hundred thousand dollars is going to see their taxes go up. Every time you've had a critical analysis of it, you figured out that people's taxes have to go up. And the reason is, you could take a hundred percent of the income from these billionaires every year, a hundred percent, not let them have a penny of income. It still wouldn't pay for all these programs. So people who are trying to figure out how they're going to get by on what they're making now are going to see their taxes go up. It's just a fiction that these programs uh, aren't going to cost people more in taxes. Now, if they want to go vote for that, that, that's their right in a free society. But I think the question is, do you want to have people who take that money and go out invested in businesses, create more jobs uh, dealing with that money? Or do you want to let a bunch of bureaucrats in Washington spend that money? And I guarantee you that second path is less prosperity, less freedom, and a more bleak future for America. And we need to fight it every way we can. The, the Arguably the worst fiduciaries on the planet. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I just don't get it uh, why that would be considered a, a more efficient use of the of capital. And it's just not. It's the least efficient use. Of Absolutely. Well, I I feel like, and I talked about this earlier in the show before we go here, that to some extent they're tone deaf. Uh, that that the so-called kitchen table issues don't include climate change and transgender rights. I don't no. think that's coming up at the kitchen but table. People want to know if they if they're going to keep their job, if they're going to get a better job, if they're going to be able to put groceries on the table and maybe have a little left over to enjoy, and are their children going to get a good education and be able to have the same opportunities they did. I mean, those are kitchen table issues, and they're issues on which Republicans win. And I think you're right. If we are talking about policy, if the Republican Party is talking about policy in an election, we are going to win. If we are talking about personality and narrative, we're going to lose. That's so we exactly got to stick right. with good policy. Totally agree. Thanks so much for coming in, Lucia. Really enjoyed it. We'll be back with final segment and the winner of the tickets when we come back. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide the key technology solutions to power your business while ensuring safety and productivity in the workplace. Visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. Good Things with Rebecca Turner is brought to you in part by TrustCare, where you'll find a team of experienced, knowledgeable, and friendly staff. Visit TrustCareHealth.com to schedule an appointment today. Trust Care. Feel better, faster. With all the disruption in all businesses lately, our clients at PeopleEase didn't miss a beat. Did you struggle to get the necessary records required for COVID relief programs such as PPP, ERTC, or FFCRA? Will you be ready next time? Our clients at PeopleEase are ready. Call PeopleEase today at 601-987-3025. That's 601-987-3025. Or visit our website, peopleease.com. 
Come shop The Rogue, one of the South's oldest men's specialty stores for all your Christmas needs. Starting November 19th, spend $100 and receive a char pecan pie through November 24th. Perfect for Thanksgiving. With every purchase, you are registered for a $100 daily gift certificate giveaway, as well as our $1,000 gift card winner announced Christmas Eve. Enjoy complimentary gift wrapping for every purchase and plenty to choose from with inventory at season highs. Shop local. Shop The Rogue. This is Jack Hoffman. For nearly 31 years, Tico Steakhouse has been a staple for fine dining in Jackson, Mississippi. Dad has long since desired for me to come work alongside him. And now that I'm here, I would like to invite you to come experience our family tradition of our hospitality, sizzling steaks, and healthy port beverages. Our dining rooms are open and we are taking reservations. Our private rooms are also available along with takeout. Call today or stop in to experience Tico's in the second generation. Tico's Steakhouse, East County Lime Road in Ridgeland, 601-956-1030. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090. That's 601-345-8090. Or online at baroniestreepros.com. That's baroniestreepros.com. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. When it comes to your business IT solutions, smarter is better. Meet the authority from Cspire. Our team of super specialized engineers partner with businesses of all sizes, taking on their toughest IT challenges while finding new opportunities. Connectivity, data security, cloud services, you name the tech, we have a specialist for it. Cspire Business, win with authority. Your partners in IT. Get connected to the fastest internet speeds available. Visit cspire.com slash business. Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi, and I want to tell you about something new on the show. You know how much we love to grill and how much we love to talk about it. You're the exact same way, and so are our friends at Polk's Meat. So now, every Friday at 520, we'll have some fun with Food Fridays presented by Polk's Meat. We'll talk about our favorite way to grill their delicious Polk's Original, Polk's Cajun, and Polk's Garlic and Green Onion Sausages, as well as other barbecue favorites. It's Food Fridays at 520. No buts about Arm it, Arm yourself with everything you need Polk's. to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. This show was previously recorded. And so, yes, this uh, does mark the launch of the new show here on Super Talk Mississippi Middays. It's truly been an honor over the past 19 months to guest host for JT as he focused on fighting cancer. He truly set a very high bar for excellence in broadcasting conservative talk radio. JT forged a special bond with his audience. He informed. He entertained. And you, the audience, reciprocated with respect and love. I believe JT and I share the common passion to see our state and our nation succeed. 
And though he and I never discussed it, I sensed he trusted me sitting in this chair behind the mic in his stead. And I think to a great extent that's because our worldview was aligned. And today, as he watches and listens from his heavenly perch, I believe in my heart he's pleased with what he sees, and he's content with the trajectory of the show. It is my sincere hope that the Williamson family, who, by the way, has has approved of this transition, will delight in the show. My commitment is to honor JT's legacy by leveraging all of my God-given talents to keep you informed, to sprinkle in a little levity, and to deliver an enjoyable broadcast experience. I believe we should view this transition not as an end to one show and the launch of another, a new, but rather as an orderly passing of the torch. With God's blessing, we'll work hard to attain the level of excellence that is consistent with JT's legacy and that of this fine network. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be part of your day. Thanks to Supertalk and the Supertalk family for affording me this opportunity. I never envisioned myself in this role, but I'll admit it's been fun. It's been enjoyable. I hope you sincerely have enjoyed tuning in as much as I have enjoyed bringing you the show. Again, thank you, and God bless you. Middays with Gerard Gibbert officially starts today. i got to tell you, I've never been nervous behind this mic before in 19 months of doing this. But I was today. And I appreciate the audience, I appreciate you, for soothing the path. I appreciate that, and we will move forward. You just heard Gerard in the first segment ever on Middays with Gerard Gibbert paying his respects and giving tribute to the late, great JT. Now, a soundbite from WKRP in Cincinnati, one of JT's favorites, the turkey drop. This is Les Nesman, your man on the scene here at the Pinedale Shopping Center, where the excitement is mounting. We're here to witness the big WKRP turkey Thanksgiving giveaway. Hey, you got permission to be out here? What? You're blocking my store here, buddy. Don't you know who I am, huh? I'm Les Nesman. I won the Buckeye Newshawk Award last year. Good for you, Buckeye. Now get out of my doorway. I'm sorry. Creep? So far, so good, huh? gathered to witness what has been described as perhaps the greatest turkey event in Thanksgiving Day history. All we know for sure is that in a very few moments there are going to be a lot of happy people out here. Now the crowd is... the the crowd is uh, curious but well behaved. And I think I hear something now. Uh, The crowd is moving out into the parking area and... oh yes, I can see it now. It's a... It's a helicopter, and it's coming this way. A helicopter? It's flying something behind it. I can't quite make it out. It's a large banner, and it says, uh, Happy Thanksgiving. From W... Ladies 
gentlemen, what a sight. The copter seems to be circling the parking area now. I guess it's looking for a place to land. No, something just came out of the back of the helicopter. It's uh, a dark object. Uh, perhaps a skydiver plummeting to the earth from only 2,000 feet in the air. No parachutes yet. Those can't be skydivers. I can't tell just yet what they are, but... Oh, my God, they're talking! Oh, Johnny, can you get this? Oh, they're crashing to the earth right in front of my eyes! One just went to the windshield of a parked car! running around pushing each other? Oh my goodness! Oh, the humanity! People are running about. Uh, the turkeys are hitting the ground like sacks of wet cement. I don't know how much longer the, the crowd is running for their lives. I think I'm going to step inside. I can't stay out here and watch this any longer. No, I can't go in there. Children are searching for their mothers and, oh, not since the Hindenburg tragedy has there been anything like this. Longer, I can hold my position here, Johnny. The crowd. Lass, Lass. Lass, are you there? Lass isn't there. <clears throat> Thanks for that on-the-spot report, Lass. Those of you who just tuned in, the Pinedale Shopping Mall has just been bombed with live turkey. Film at 11. As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.